on episode 43 of Pixel Gaiden. The first $100 PlayStation Portable. The classic games don't make sense game show. Cody picks up an archaic computer. And Tim breaks a Commodore 128. Tim and Eric hop on the Spectrum Next Train. The battle of the on-rail shooters. It's time for Halloween beer. A new Genesis game that came out. And fresh jetpack action. Stay Stay Welcome to episode 43 of Pixel Gaiden, your number one source for pixely Gaiden-y goodness, both retro and retro-inspired and beer. Yes. Eric, it is September 30th today, if my math is correct. <laughs> I'm still COVID-free. You still? Well, I, let's hope so. Uh, of course, we're actually recording three weeks before this, but... That's what day it is today, so <laughs> we're doing all right. Yeah. Um, Eric, we've got an exciting episode today. We get to uh, listen to myself talk about the first $100 you want to spend on your your PlayStation PSP. Which is cool. Uh, we're going to have Tim Drew join us, of course, to catch up on everything we've been doing. And we're going to be battling systems, uh, the Nintendo 64's Sin and Punishment game on rail shooter versus the Sega Saturn Panzer Dragoon Zwei, which means two in German. Yes. I looked that up, and I also learned how to say, yeah. Funny thing is, I think in, like, because when I was researching some things for the show, sometimes it's labeled as Panzer Dragoon 2 Zwei. <laughs> two Zwei. Look, see? It's even on the Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah, look at that. Which is odd, because Zwei it's is It's almost two. like they, they said it Zwei. Yeah. Exactly. Zvi different Zvi times. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, when we start a new episode of Pixel Guide In, we like to start with a segment we call Quick Questions. Quick Questions. Eric, yeah, I have a question for you, sir. <laughs> All right, let's do this. <laughs> Just a quick one, please, because uh, it's kind of the concept. Yeah. Um, if you were going on a trip. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, I don't know, you left your Switch at work. Yes. Or something. You don't have your Switch. I don't have my You're Switch. You're going on a trip. Yep. Which handheld are you taking? Hmm. I'm going to let you pontificate unless you got one. No, go ahead. I'll pontificate. You will pontificate. Pontificate. I think I know what your answer is. In my head, I'm going to I'm gonna log it down. Okay. Um, handhelds are tough for me. I, I haven't ever really fallen in love with a handheld until, if you want to call the Switch a handheld. Um, I really did like the Vita, but the game selection, like the Vita hardware is great. The game selection is kind of meh. Yeah. Um, for me, it's either going to be the the Nintendo uh, Advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, game S- Boy Advance? The Game Boy Advance SP. Yeah. Or this, the, the PlayStation PSP, which I've really fallen in love with lately all over again. And I'm looking at the title for the PSP, and I'm going to go with the PSP. I really did love that system. And I think a lot of people use it nowadays for... Um, emulation. Emulation. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's underselling it. It's got 
great games, great remakes of games, great collections, and uh, RPGs and all kinds of stuff. Um, and I, in my opinion, puzzle games and RPGs are handheld gems. That's where that's the best place to play those, and it's loaded with them. You know that that kind of. It kind of makes me think I might want to try to get a really good RPG on my PSP because I don't use my PSP for anything other than I threw some PS1 games on there in emulation. There you go. And it works great as a PS1 emulator. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think I've ever played like a real PSP game. Really? much at all on that no so well, you need to listen to my segment coming I'm up on to. Yeah, this yeah. month's episode of pixel guide in i'm gonna do that so i'm gonna give i'm gonna this is the toss-up this is what i'm what i'm pontificating mm. it was either going to be the neo geo pocket color ah that's a good one or it was going to be the uh the evercade <laughs> okay okay the new evercade because i haven't really explored much of the cartridges on that um and they only cost a couple <laughs> bucks each that's right. Well, 20 bucks. Well, 20 bucks. An ATM bill. I think if it was nowadays, I think my answer is going to change every few months on this question, but I think right now, I think I would want to dive back into my Neo Geo Pocket Color. Okay. Because, I mean, I, I, I upgraded the screen on mine, so I don't have to worry about not being able to see the screen. And since I did that, I haven't really touched it because I've just been so busy. So I'd love to jump back in there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. You got a question for me, sir? I do. We've been very positive about the uh, Amico, the Intellivision Amico, on this show. The new uh, arcade console coming out from Intellivision. Yep. Led by Tommy Tallarico. Yep. It's supposed to be coming out in... Now m- it's... Now-ish. <laughs> October yeah. was, it was supposed to come out It was supposed to come out, but now it's been pushed to... Uh, April. April, yeah. Number 4321. Yep. So, with that said... Could they do anything right now that would make you reconsider the purchase, even though you've already laid down the pre-order? We both pre-ordered the the cool wood grain kind of Founders Edition. I mean, of course, outside of some ridiculous thing like them going out there and starting like a new Nazi party or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> yeah, I would probably not support that. Yeah, um, I, I mean something realistic. But I because mean, yeah, no, I, I could think of I can only think of one thing. So I wanted to see if you thought of the same thing. I, oh, I actually haven't. Um, I mean, we already we already put our our, our pre order down mm-hmm. our money up front. Yep. I do really want this. I'm excited about it. Um, as from my point of view, even if the whole thing completely flops. Mm-hmm. I still think, worst case scenario, two years later, these things are going to be worth money just because they're rare. Sure. So and I don't think there's a ton of risk in this. Not uh, to mention but, you're going to have 30, 40 co-op couch games that yeah. you can just play with your buddies or play with your kids or yeah, whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of upsides. I don't see a whole lot of downsides. There'll be some things that make me go, oh, that's not quite what I wanted, but I don't think I'd pull my order. But I'm curious to see what you what, what you thought of. Well, I thought about this long and hard because I, I did... I. You know, I posed the question to you in my original thoughts, but then I thought, well, what would it take? And I want to pull from my history. I I think it is so bad when, and a few Kickstarters and Indiegogos have done this, where they have taken your money and then they're like, hey, we're falling short. We need more money. But this isn't a Kickstarter. 
I agree. But if they did come out and do something like that, I'm not saying they are, but if they did, if they came out and said, hey, we're going to need 100 bucks more per... Yeah, we didn't quite hit our quota. We didn't quite hit our quota. We need something. That's the only thing I think right now at this point that that could... I mean, in a in a realistic sense. I mean, I guess I mean they took a hundred bucks up front mm-hmm. to hold our spot, but it is refundable. Yeah, and uh, we bought it at I think the three hundred dollar level, two ninety nine ninety five or whatever. So we, we're going to owe two hundred more bucks. Yeah. So yeah, I guess they could come back and be like, oh yeah, well it's really going to come out at four hundred, so we need three hundred bucks. We can't afford the tax or the shipping or something, and then I need a hundred. I guess more that bucks. would bring a lot of red flags. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily about the fact that they want more money for the system, but. Everything they've did, they've done with so much confidence, and with mm-hmm. so many sponsors and uh, different brands coming in, and different people, everything to legi- legitimize that. That would basically shatter that. Yeah, you'd be like, wait, everything you said has been like backed up and fact checked, and everything's you know making sense. Then why this? Unless this is all a scam or some sort of something's fallen through. Right. So yeah, no, I could see that. I don't think that's going to be the case. Oh, I don't think so either. I just, like I said, what what could do it? Because they already delayed it once. For some people, they would lose their minds on that, right? I I mean, we. I think anybody in the right mind expects a delay at this point. Right. Between just any new startup video game company, which is brands being reused, but it's a startup company. Sure. Between that and the fact that the whole COVID thing has been going on for eight months now. I mean, it's... You have, you have to expect that there's going to be a delay. That's it. That was my question. That was quick. That was quick. Cool, Eric. <laughs> so what do we do now on the show? After quick questions. Usually we go into announcing some stuff. Well, how about you announce some stuff? Where can our uh, listeners go ahead and uh, and hear about us or discuss here with at, us? Give us some feedback. Yeah. Here at Pixel Guiden, we are very pro patreon supporters <laughs> we love them we do love the patreon support you don't have to be one you though. don't have to be one no but we do love them and you can support us at patreon.com slash pixel also if you do support us at any tier level for one dollar one dollar even a dollar a dollar or a three dollar tier you can access the amigo retro Gaming, gaming network. network. I like how we did the I long I want to make pauses. sure I got it right. Yeah, I need to make sure I got it right. You can join that, and it's a very active Discord. There's millions of channels in there. You, uh, have you saw just that? Just about. I mean, plus or minus almost a millions. Yeah, there are millions <laughs> of channels in there. There are a lot there. of different channels in there, and um, it's quite active. And it's very active, and we <laughs> have one out of a million. We have Well, the, we have one, but there's a lot the, of ones in there that we can uh, piggyback off. You yeah, know? we have the Pixel Guidance channel, so... I would love it if our Patreon people would come in and say hi in there. Uh, we are getting some Amigos guys in there, which is great to talk to them. Um, but you can support us there. Also, if you want to, you can go to our website at pixelguiden.com. Great website. Yep. If you want to support our, or get to our channel, you can go to iTunes or whatever podcatcher and look us up at Pixel Guiden. Um, I lost my sheet here, but I'm going to just do this from memory. Oh, you're riffing. You're riffing. Yep. You can... Go to Twitter, where we're very active, and you can reach me at at the project. You can reach Cody at at oddball49, which is oddba one one four nine. I'm doing this from memory. There's ones or else. You're doing it better from memory than you do reading it. Well, I'm not we did lie. just do a show a few minutes ago. <laughs> we did a show a few minutes ago. So, And then you can reach Tim Drew at at sanction, S-A-N-X-I-O-N. Please review us on iTunes or as the hip kids call it these days apple podcasts the apple podcasts um you can email us at podcast at pixelguiden.com 
and that is concludes my announcements. Well, one more announcement, and okay. that is strictly um, that we'd like to announce our Patreon subscribers. Uh, not only do you get access to the Discord on the Amigos Retro Gaming Network, which we'd love for you guys to sign up for and get all their feeds as well as ours. Yeah. You get all the shows at one, in one download. It's really cool. Um, including uh, uh, the Amigos, uh, everything Amiga is what they call it now. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> everything Amiga. Uh, you get Sprite Castle. Yeah. You get ARG Presents uh, with our boy Aaron. Yeah. And and Boat and Black and, and Brent. And those are, and us now. That's that's, that's the crew. Right. Yeah. Our crew is six deep, Eric. As as the we're growing, uh, we're growing as a as force. the kids say, our crew is six deep. Yeah. Um, but also, we like to read your name live on Pixel Guide in every episode, and we do it in a fun way, Eric. Yes, a fun and frisky way. <laughs> uh, we use our random adjective generator to yeah. find a word that will describe completely randomly Amazing. every one of our patrons, and we like to list them on the show. And this month, for both episodes, we chose to do this in an extreme sport competition. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most extreme sports competition around. It's the pinnacle of extreme sports when athletes from all around the world gather for the big game! Ah. Our first event is the BMX, our riders on two wheels. We have the sarcastic Tim Drew, the fragile Jim Tessier, and the torpid Henrik Lofel. Right after that, we've got our skateboarders, the overjoyed Gary Heather, the non-stop Justin Newell, and the makeshift Matthew Ackerman. Then we're keeping it old school with the quad skate. We have the handsome Daniel James, the direct Josh Malone, and the rustic Eric Sandgren. After that, we're dropping a wheel. We're locking it down with the unicyclist, the ripe David Vincent, the healthy 10-minute Amiga Retrocast, and the ubiquitous David Modelac. It wouldn't be a true competition without our lone tricyclist, the young Roy Fielding. In our penultimate competition, we have the Ribbon Dancers. Starting with the nervous Mr. Toast, the green Team Grey all the way, the colorful Maciej Sosnowski, and the testy Paradroid. And our final competition of the evening. Some call it parkour, some call it freestyle walking, I call it stupid. Our contestants are the unequaled Ramoke Ramoke, the accidental citizen. And I introduce to you the newest member of our crew, the snappy Ant Stiller. Thank you, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. We appreciate it, and if you feel like giving to the show financially, hop onto patreon.com and check out Pixel Gaidem and throw us a few bucks. But if not, We'd really appreciate if you guys just hopped on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever the hipsters say and uh, leave a written review. That does a lot to help get our uh, show listed higher on the show ratings. It does indeed. Now, real quick, Eric, a while back, I did a little segment I really enjoyed mm-hmm. where I did one-word reviews of games. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't even a word. It was a sound effect. Yeah. Um, they kind of got a little old. Okay. So I have a new segment I'm going to introduce right here and right now for your pleasure, Eric. I'm eager to hear it.
Cody. A while back, my viewpoint of Galaga not being a great game was viciously and repeatedly attacked. So, just to continue and make my point, here are a list of a few more arcade game classics that I think are better than Galaga. Well, you've got Frogger. That's a great game. Uh, Mappy. How about uh, Arkanoid? Uh, how about some shooters? Uh, Scramble is better than Galaga. And let me see. I'll just pick one more. Uh, Phoenix. Tune in next month for more classic arcade games that Cody thinks are better than Galaga. All right, you guys are live back here with Eric and I. I hope you enjoyed the new segment, Eric. I did. Um, it's time for beer. It's chock full of information. Chock, wasn't it now? Um, hope you learned something. I hope you knowledged up. So on the show, we like to drink beer. Eric is pulling out some frosty glasses for us to enjoy a couple of brewskis. And uh, he's, he's pontificating again. That's our word of the month. On which beer to select? Should we? You want to do one of Tim's, or you want to do the one I brought? Let's do the one you brought. Okay. Tim's going to be on the show in just a little bit to catch up, and we'll drink some of those with Tim. So this one, in the uh, true October, because it's almost October. It is almost October. Day away. Fall uh, is approaching. Uh, Halloween spirit. This is an Elysian. Elysian? Elysian? Elysian, yeah. The Great Pumpkin Imperial Ale. Now, the Great Pumpkin, is that a Charlie Brown reference? I don't know. Isn't that called, like, the Great Pumpkin? Let me open that bad boy for you. Now, it is key to note that last uh, October, we tried a pumpkin ale. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is legend. (laughs) This is legendary pixel gun history. If you have not listened to that show, please listen to that show. (laughs) It was the worst beer I think I've had in my life. It was it was it was a beer that made me physically sick. Do you he, remember that? You, Eric. Yeah, I, I I do. I remember that. I'm smelling this beer. No, it, it's not that bad. I've had this one. No, you've had that. Yeah, it's not that bad. The, the smell on the nose <laughs> smells like the Howling Gourds Ale we had last year. This is Elysian, the Great Pumpkin Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Now, the reason it's imperial is it is a bit higher than normal alcohol content. It is... What is this? I'm looking. Not that bad. 8.4. What? That's up there. Well, I've got mine poured here. I am ready to do a little bit of toast with my my partner in pixel crime here. Here we go. I'm ready. All right. Cheers. Boom. It's been a year since we've had a pumpkin ale, so I'm hoping that we've uh, washed away all those bad memories. And it's been much longer than that since I've had a good one. Well, I hope this one's good. All right. Have so, it. go. well, you've already had it. So you, you, yeah. You take a sip here. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead and take a sip. Yes, I did have this one. I only had it once. I shared it with my wife. Uh, we were... We didn't get sick. That's a, <laughs> that's a good point. We didn't get sick. That's a good start, you know. The first quality of any good beer is you don't get sick. You don't become violently ill. That is very pumpkin-y. It's very pumpkin-y. Actually, it, ta- it, it tastes like pumpkin pie. It does. Okay. Do you like this one? I like the beer. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this before, Cody. Let's take it. Great. Well, you like this, Eric? Nah. Well, I wanted to bring one, I wanted to bring one that... Uh, they, 
you, maybe All you right. hadn't tried. All right. Well, to be fair, we did try a mushroom beer on the last show. Yes, we did. And it was good. It wasn't mushroomy, but it was good. Okay. Well, I made my decision. <laughs> What's the ranking scale on this bad boy? Gourds. Uh, let's do uh, 56 gourds. 56 gourds. Multicolored gourds. Oh, my gourd. Um, out of 56 gourds. I know. I'm ready with mine. I'm going to give this a 30. <laughs> a solid 30. <laughs> No, I'm going to give this a 35. I'm, I am laughing because you totally picked this. And I thought, when I took the sip, I'm like, why does Eric like this? And then I asked you about it. <laughs> You're like, no, I don't. Nope. <laughs> I just decided we would both drink this on the show because... They can't all be winners. <laughs> they can't all be winners. Now, this one won't make me violently ill. No. Th- that is the That's pro. That's proven. That's a pro. Yeah. I now, pr- the, now, the cons. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't think it's horrible. I gave it a 35. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't go out and seek this beer out. But 35 out of 56? 58. 58. 58 gourds. Oh, my gosh. Gourds. Um, I'm going to give it a 30. I'm going to give it a 30. 30? It's, I'm sorry. It's gross. <laughs> it's not. I, I can drink it. I'm going to. Are you I'm, sure? I'll get through it. Because we can pour it out. Pour I will it get, out for I'll get through it. Remember, this whole month, I don't get beer. That's true. So I'm not going to pour a drop of beer down anything except for my <laughs> mouth hole. All right. Well, All right. There you go. I think we're just opposed to pumpkin ales. I mean, if the best we can get is a uh, slightly above yeah. half score. Maybe this ends our pumpkin. <laughs> oh, we're going to find a good pumpkin one. journey. We're going to find a good one. Uh, maybe on October 15th, that episode, we'll have a good one. Who's, okay. Who knows? Good. And welcome to the first $100 for September 2020. Um, this month, I decided to give some love to a system that I don't think Eric and I have ever really highlighted, and that is the Sony PSP, the first portable handheld uh, system from Sony. And it's actually um, a very well-loved system. A lot of people use it for you know, playing hacking and playing old retro games and things like that, but... I think that is just doing a disservice to the system and how uh, great it really is. Now, if you haven't seen one of these, um, I'm sure you have, but it's got a, uh, a decent-sized screen on it. It really was uh, kind of the first handheld with a, with a good-sized screen on it, um, especially when you compare it to the predecessors like the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, things like that, you know, um, Game Gear Lynx. Um, I know this is a big jump from them. It's basically like a PlayStation 1 in a handheld as far as the power and what the games look like. Uh, really cool, skinny, thin form factor, which I love. Uh, really clicky shoulder buttons. Um, all the buttons feel really, really good. And um, it started, there was three versions of it. There was the, the first one, which was kind of a little fatter. Um, the second version, which is a little slimmer. And then the third version, which had no cartridge slot at all, and it was purely supposed to be, you know, download games only, which is kind of how the future was, you know, proving to be heading that direction. And uh, the one downside that people do complain about, which is, um, it's valid, is they came up with a proprietary 
uh, solution for their their game carts, if you want to call them that, and they call it a UMD. Um, I don't know what that stands for, to be honest. I'm going to call it an Ultra Mega Disc. Uh, basically, it's a very small, uh, compact disc-style CD thing inside of a housing that looks like a U. It's kind of flattish on the top and round on the bottom. Um, I don't know, quarter of an inch thick. And you slide this whole thing in, the back of the PSP pops open like a, uh, almost like a top-loading VHS tape. And you slide this thing in there and close it. And it was a little finicky to get it in there right. Um, but then once you did, you turn on the system and it actually spun up the CD within that little carousel, that little case in there. Um, so you kind of had a physical cartridge rather than a CD you could scratch. But these things uh, are pretty fragile. They do break a lot. And you have to buy... Um, I've actually never done it, but a lot of people I've seen uh, buy replacement UMD cases to put the actual that little micro CD in back in to keep their games usable. Um, and that works fine because the only labeling on, is on the actual CD itself. Um, they come in these really nice small DVD cases. They're really nice to collect. They're bright, colorful boxes. They all look different. Um, typical to, to Sony, they've got um, on the spine information about the game with a little black PSP uh, logo at the top. But then they came out with their greatest hits, uh, which were kind of a discounted version of some of their more popular games to resell them at 19.99, and they have a red logo on it. So when you look at a collection, you'll see black and red across the top. Um, so like I said, this game, this system was known for a lot of RPGs, um, a lot of ports, and as any good handheld had, a lot of puzzle games. So if you have not heard a first $100 segment before, I basically say, hey, you're getting into the system now, you've got your, your PSP, but you've got no games for it, and you have $100 to spend. Right now, as of today, what should I spend my money on? And uh, as I went through this, uh, it's funny, it's kind of a polarizing, um, I like to use that word, polarizing, uh, selection of games when it comes to price. There's games that are, you know, 5 $6 all over the board, and then there's a whole bunch of games, um, of course, some of the really good ones, that are... 40 up to like 120 now um games that kind of got looked over back then but now people realize how good they are and, and are really digging into it so i've got a good little cross section of games uh and i'm going to kind of work my way from the bottom to the top so let's start right off the bat with a puzzle game um the tetris if you will for the psp and that is a game called luminez luminez loma lumines I think I think Luminous is where we're going to go with. But for about $5, you can get a copy of this game. I'm holding it right here. And it's an amazing game. It's made by the same guy that made Res, a couple other games. The music is like this electronic trance music. And you've got to have the music on. Um, you, a lot of the cues are in the music. But it is a Tetris-style falling block game. Um, I'm not going to go through all the gameplay right now, but it is um, an absolute classic, a must-have uh, almost worth owning the system purely for this game. And the full name of the game is Luminous Puzzle Fusion. They also did come out with Luminous 2, um, which is equally as good. Um, but for five bucks, you can pick up the original. So I'm five bucks into my hundred dollars right now. And I will say, in case you didn't realize this, uh, some systems I collect the games loose because they're fine, like a Nintendo or something like that. Uh, with CD-based games, everything I, I, I'm talking about price-wise is a complete in-box game, which most of these games are. Um, 
So I've got a couple other games here in front of me, which I realize are way too expensive to include. There's only one I'm going to include, so I'm going to throw it in there right now. This is uh, probably my favorite PlayStation Portable game. Um, absolutely love it, and it is a... I'm not going to call it a port. It is a remastering, and that is uh, Castlevania, the Dracula X Chronicles. Um, now what this is, up front, is a gorgeous remastering and um, completely redone visuals uh, of Rondo of Blood, which is the Castlevania game, one of the most highly rated Castlevania games from the TurboGrafx system. Although it is done, it's still a 2D game, but the, some of the graphics are kind of redone in a 3D, pseudo 3D uh, style graphic form. Um, looks absolutely amazing, sounds amazing. All the gameplay is there. And it's totally worth your time and effort. Um, but if you keep playing, you can unlock things. And one of the things you can unlock, first of all, is the absolute original version of Rondo and Blood. So after you complete this, and there's branching paths in this game, so you can go different ways and you kind of have to find different paths. So it's got a lot of replayability. But you can play the original Rondo of Blood, um, which is a straight port. And you can also find, and this is probably the best part... A complete game of Symphony of the Night, which is the best Castlevania game. Um, I'm going to just throw that out there. Symphony of the Night is the best Castlevania game, and it's on here in its entirety. So, not only do you uh, you're kind of forced to play through the game, which is not quite as good, but still amazing, and that is Rondo of Blood, and then you unlock the full. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to use the word here, even though I hate it. Metroidvania, right? The whole Metroid style Castlevania game, Symphony of the Night where uh, you'll spend hours just going back and forth, upgrading your guy, um, getting more abilities, finding new things. Gosh, it's a good game. And portably, it works really well. Um, this game is the most expensive one I'm going to put on my list, and it's going for about $35. So we're at 40 bucks spent right now with two games. Um, I'm going to move on to uh, just a quick light one. Um, if you're buying this system, I do love uh, the Hot Shots golf game <laughs> um so just a really fun you know, mario golf style uh sony's you know com competition to mario golf and it's a uh, hot shots golf 2 i believe but it comes in a dual pack for eight dollars <laughs> right now you can get it um in a dual pack along with hot shots tennis which is a great fun little tennis game for for eight bucks get it it's uh it's uh, fun, challenging. You can spend a lot of time uh, collecting things and opening, unlocking things. Love those types of games. Uh, so we're at $48 now. Uh, for 12 bucks, I'm going to go ahead and round us up to 60 here. You have to get Mega Man powered up. Um, there's another game in here, Mega Man Maverick Hunter X, which is a reimagining of Mega Man X. And I played through that. It's the first time I played through Mega Man X. It's a great game. But Mega Man Powered Up is Mega Man 1, the very first Mega Man on Nintendo. If you've ever played that, it's a very difficult game. It was the first time they hadn't quite figured out the formula, let, uh, formula yet. But it is done in a completely pseudo 3D, but still, you know, still 2D side-scrolling. Um, gameplay is still there. Uh, but it's done in this kind of cutesy chibi style, which you may or may not like, but uh they they did it so that um there's kinds of unlockables there's a challenge mode there's boss runs there's um the gameplay is much more fair and fun and uh absolutely awesome game for for $12 that gets us up to 60 
for ten dollars, um, you got to pick up the best action platformer, three D platformers game on the system, uh, and that is called Daxter. So if you've ever played any Jack and Daxter games on the the Sony consoles before, you kind of know what this is. But it's just fun, um, lighthearted action adventure. It does get serious at times, but um, it's just Daxter. You're playing as Daxter, not Jacks in this game. And it is a, a great 3D platformer. Um, and that takes us up to $70. Um, couple more puzzle games. So action puzzle games are kind of the the perfect style of game to put on a handheld. And uh, this system does not disappoint. Um, I'm going to pick out Loco Roco 2 for $8. You can get... Um, there's Loco Roco 1, 2 is just kind of more and better. <laughs> um, you can just start there. And it is a really colorful, uh, addictive, the music is going to keep running through your head, um, kind of side-scrolling 2D puzzler game uh, where you're kind of pushing these blobs around. Um, you just kind of have to see it or play it to understand it. But Loco Roco 2 is kind of another classic PSP title. And uh, this is another game that is specific to the PlayStation Portable, um, as is uh, Mega Man Powered Up and Daxter. These are games you can't find anywhere else, so uh, since they're so inexpensive, these are ones to get because you're not going to get them anywhere else. Um, On that vein, there's another game, which is, uh, I guess it's not a, it's kind of a puzzle game, but it's more of a, a heavy action game called Every Extend Extra. And this is a uh, another game that is specific to the PSP. You can pick it up for about $6. So what does that bring us up to? 78 plus 6 is 84. Um, and this almost has that Vectrix kind of uh, graphics, vector-based vet, vet, uh, graphics kind of a thing. It almost feels like Geometry Wars. Um, it's hard to describe. You kind of have to see it. But basically, you get to this point where there's stuff all over the screen in various colors just blowing up, and the sound and everything is just kind of... Uh, intense, and you're just kind of running around collecting these, um, if I remember right, nodes and um, trying to blow things up to set off these chain reactions to destroy all of the uh, things in there that can kill you. There are bosses and things. You got to check it out. Really cool game. Um, love the the music and uh, the, the vibe of this game. And that's going to leave me with uh, just about $14 left, and there's so many good games I wanted to put in um, I'll give some honorable mentions at the end. Uh, there's a ton of RPGs on this system and a ton of puzzle games. Um, I didn't really touch on any RPGs. Um, a lot of those do cost a little bit more. I really wanted to get an Ease game in here because uh, there's like four Ease games on this system, and they are to die for. I, they're some of my favorite uh, games, period. And I know uh, Eric has just recently gotten into them as well, but... Um, I am going to put in this last segment is God of War Chains of Olympus. Um, if you remember the God of War games on the PlayStation 2, they were awesome, awesome, like, beat-em-up um, action games. Just epic stories, um, battles where you're fighting gods that were, you know, multiple, multiple screens taller than you. You're climbing on them, you're attacking them. It's, it's this cool mythological... Um, beat-em-up action game. Can't say enough about it. And they were able to shove it down into a handheld portable system. Uh, It's not quite as good as the PlayStation 2 games, but it is really good, and that is Chains of Olympus. Um, And it's its own unique game. You can't find it anywhere else. 
uh, $15. Now, I have heard, I have not played it, the second PlayStation Portable God of War game is called Ghost of Sparta. It goes for about 25 so I'm not going to put in here, A, because it's more than I have to spend right now <laughs> in our $100, and B, because I haven't played it yet. Um, but it's supposed to be even better, so I'll have to give that one a shot shortly. Uh, so that is my first $100 that you should spend on the PlayStation Portable. A um, couple of shout-outs. Uh, if you want a collection, the Capcom Classics collection, uh, it's called Capcom Classics Reloaded. For about 15 bucks. you can get, like, 15 classic Capcom games. Uh, there's two volumes, each with about 15 games. There's also a cool collection called uh, Capcom Super Puzzle World, which has Puzzle Fighter on there. Um, and it has uh, a couple versions of uh, Pang on there, which had a different name over here, Block Brothers. And then uh, it also has a game called Block Block, which is kind of like a, an Arkanoid clone. Um, I have to get, like I said, all the Ease games. I'm, I have Ease 7 here. I've also played Ease, uh, the uh, Oath of Volgana. Uh, there's Ease, Ark of Nepotism. Nepotism? Something like that. Sounds weird. Um Man, so many good games here. There's a great Katamari game on here. There is a, a great collection of Gradius games on here. Um, another system seller, you know, that became really popular is a, a series of games called uh, Potapon. There's three of them, I believe. RPGs like Luminous. Um, Valkyria Chronicles 2 is on the system, which that's gone up in price as well. But my goodness, that's an awesome um, over-the-shoulder, uh, what do you call that, third point of view, third perspective, uh, tactical strategy game. So much to love about the system, but I'm going to have to end it right there. Thanks very much, guys. First $100 PSP. I'll catch you next time. Let's go ahead and do our battle, I suppose. Let's do it. Battle of the Systems! <laughs> so as we said earlier, Battle of the Systems is where we compare two games um, that are from competing systems of the era. Yeah. In this case, Nintendo 64 versus the Sega Saturn. Uh, and they are both on-rail shooters that kind of, uh, well... Panzer Dragoon and Panzer Dragoon Zwei mm-hmm. definitely defined that genre, if not the Sega Saturn as a whole. Right. There's a few games that were just kind of Sega Saturn games. Yeah. Um, and then the Nintendo 64, honestly, uh, Sin and Punishment is the game, and it was a Japanese exclusive that never made it over here, so I'm not going to pretend it was an equal. But if you've played it, which you have now, I have. I think you'll admit, and we'll get to this, that it's a very good game. Yes. I think it should have been ported over here. Um, but let's go ahead and, and battle it out. Let's start with uh, Panzer Dragoon's Vi. What do you? Uh, wh- how do you describe this game and and what it is? I would consider this what I what I consider the penultimate rail shooter. Okay. Whereas Sin and Punishment, in contrast, is kind of a rail shooter. Um, slash shooting gallery style game. Hmm. Okay. Um, like, uh, cause I, I mean, if you, you could take sin and punishment and slap a light gun in there and it would actually be a pretty cool game as well. Um, but this Panzer Dragon's Vi, I mean, you are on a dragon, right? I think it's some kind of mystical dragon 
and you're flying around and you are shooting things. I mean, that's what it's on the rail, right? On the rail shooting. And you mm-hmm. have, I think, what is it? Two modes of shooting. You can, your dragon shoots lasers. A uh, dragon laser is what it's called. <laughs> and then, which I didn't know dragons had lasers, but that's pretty cool. And then your guy shoots something like missiles or something, right? So it's interesting. It's actually, um, yes. Okay. So, if, so quick step back. If, when you turn the game game on, there's this weird language. Yeah. And because it's a Japanese game, you might instantly be like, oh, it must be Japanese. But if you listen to it, it's clearly not. Um, and because the game, for some ex- inexplicable reason, is called Panzer Dragoon 2, which is German for two. Yep. So, A, they're not speaking German, and B, they're not speaking Japanese. I don't know why the German 2 is even in there. That's just weird to yeah. me. Anyways, the concept of this game is that um, this this is like future, future Earth. And these people are raising these creatures and mutating them through breeding. Right. And this one breed of creature, these like small dragon things, um, started glowing, like getting these glowing balls of energy in their throat. And they realized there's going to be too much power in these creatures, so they killed them off. But this boy saved one of them and kept it secret and raised it as his own. And, uh... Basically, this alien, outside alien force starts coming down and attacking the city while he and his dragon are somewhere else. Right. And the dragon gets scared for the civilization and shoots these beans out of his mouth. And the boy goes, holy crap, this this dragon's like a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the coolest things about this game, which you may or may not have picked up, is while as you're playing through the game, you start by your dragon walking on the ground. Yeah. And then depending if you get enough points or depending which routes you take, because you can take different routes in each level... Uh, your dragon will uh, mutate, will upgrade to become a small winged dragon, and there ultimately there's four forms until you're like this mega huge powerful dragon. If you do everything right, you can also just stay as I think the level two dragon, the small winged dragon for the rest of the game. If you don't, if, if you, you want to do, if you play well enough but not well enough. Um. So, anyways, that's kind of the backstory. But what's cool about this game is that they're they're speaking this language that was made up just for this game and it sounds almost like elvish in lord of the rings yeah it's kind of this cool it's kind of cool to listen to uh, and they have subtitles down below explaining it here but anyways here's the gameplay so now we're playing the game uh see so he's holding it like a laser but also the dragon shoots things out so it's kind of interesting so yeah if you tap the button you're shooting just like a one-shot thing but if you hold the button down and you can lock on to a whole bunch of different targets, it'll automatically lock on. You let go and the dragon shoots lasers at all of them at once. And one thing I liked about that is that it's simple. Like, you know that it's a one button kind of kind of deal with shooting shooting the weapons, uh, which in contrast in Sin and Punishment, it's not. And we'll get to that. But um, this had a very kind of simplified mechanic, and I found that kind of refreshing because it made just made the game kind of fun. It's really easy to pick up and play. Yep. It's difficult to master. Di- very difficult, yeah. Um, well, maybe very difficult to master. I wouldn't say the game itself is very difficult, but um, I love the first level. I think it just, it's it's very, the first level is very simple. It is made to teach you what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you're walking through this valley, which is your city being attacked, so there's buildings you can shoot down just because you can. Uh, in, uh, enemies come slowly at you. You learn how to do the lock-on. You learn how to shoot them. You learn how to take different paths. And you learn what's an enemy and what's not. Now, in the beginning, you can only lock on to a certain number of enemies, right? It's like uh, 
is it two or three? Uh, I just I believe there's just not enough enemies to lock on to more. I don't think you're limited particularly. Okay, I thought there was like power ups later on in the game that you could get like four lock ons, five lock ons, stuff like that. No, I don't think I don't believe that changes. But oh, okay. Um. So regardless, you're going down this valley and blowing stuff up. You finish the first level. Now every level ends with a with a boss battle. Yeah, I love the boss battles. Yeah. Um, but this game definitely graphically suffers from what I would what I always complain about with old PlayStation One era games, which is that it's so pixely, even though the motion looks great, it that a, a still shot looks terrible. <laughs> right. But in motion, it looks really good. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty typical for the low polygon era systems. And the Sega Saturn wasn't very capable of 3D. It was actually designed to be a 2D system, and at the last second, they forced 3D into it to keep up with Nintendo 64 and right. some competition. But I love the boss battles. Uh, this is level two we're watching now, where he's doing he's fighting against these... Um, this actually isn't even a boss, but fighting against this like flying centipede thing. Yeah, and you have to keep locking onto each segment of the body and and blow it up. Now the unique thing about this game, every one of these on rail shooters has to have something that kind of sets itself apart, yeah. kind of like a two D shooter. Sure, is that by the shoulder buttons change your field of view? So you're the rider on top of the dragon, and when you move with the the um. When you're going forward and you move the reticle around what you're shooting, the dragon will kind of go in that direction, kind of half speed. So you actually move the dragon around. But when there's enemies, and there's a little radar to show you this, when there's enemies to the side of you or behind you, you hit the shoulder button so you can turn towards them. It's like your uh, cone of vision. Like you can rotate your cone of vision yeah. using the using the bumper. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so you're constantly flipping around trying to follow and like the bosses will run to different sides of you and you're gonna have to face them that direction so that you can lock on and shoot yeah. them a bunch of times that, that the boss in the first level is interesting because it's like a ship that's dropping pieces off of it and mm-hmm. you have to avoid those pieces as they fall um and it, it i have to say that the visually it's pretty pretty crazy when you're fighting that big ship and in this level the the big bosses will jump in front of you or to the sides quite a bit and makes it very kind of challenging to because you got to think about that when you're rotating your field of view absolutely now the, and the music in this game is really good really good. it's really good it makes it feel very epic yep. um between the music between the kind of storytelling told without words uh with that weird language you're not supposed to understand but kind of gives you this vibe you kind of feel the weight of the situation uh, the epicness of the situation. And then you go through these different lands, like down those valleys in the first level, through this forest in this level, the next level you're flying over the ocean. Um, it, I mean, it's it's cool. it's cool. an awesome game. I remember at first you never cared for this game, and I gave you a copy of the Japanese one. The Japanese one, yep. I meant to bring that, and I forgot. <laughs> I actually do have a copy. I played my yeah. Japanese copy as well. Right. Um, I love it. I, I love this game. It's, Me too. It's... Um, great it's exciting it's something you can pick up and play right away but you're gonna have to play through a number of times before you can beat it um but even though i've beaten it a few times in the past it didn't stop me from beating it again this time yeah um i just have especially the the last few bosses where you're flying around these huge ships 
picking pieces off slowly while you're avoiding rockets and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fun. There's also uh, segments of the game. Uh, let's see if I can find one here. Where you are dodging, almost like Star Wars, the Star Wars games. Yeah. Where you're dodging um, uh, walls and stuff that are coming at you. You know, like things, gates are opening up and you have to open to go through the left side because the right side doesn't open or top or bottom. Um, What's interesting is this game was so popular, there was a recent release of this, wasn't there? There was. Yeah. And it wasn't received terribly well. And no. the only thing I can think of is that they just up it and didn't change anything else about it. Which, that would bug me. Because I yeah. think they charged like 30 bucks for it. Right. I uh, didn't I didn't really look into it. And there was a version on the original Xbox, wasn't there? So, or was it the 360? It was the 360. The so 360 had... There's actually a lot of ver- a lot of different games which I didn't know about. I looked into it too. The 360 has, and I own it. I love it. It's called Panzer Dragon Orta. Yeah, that's right. And that's it right. Lo- it's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I I want to really delve into it. I haven't delved into it to the way I have one and two. Uh, there's also a version on uh, Game Gear. Oh, I didn't know that. Which is really interesting. Yeah. And then there's like a couple of mobile versions and a couple of weird Japanese systems. There's like eight different. I shouldn't say versions. There's eight different games in the series now any serious retro gamer will tell you and i've never played it so i can't back this up the penultimate or not penal that the ultimate yeah panzer dragon game is panzer dragon saga yeah on the saturn which is a full-on on rails rpg oh, okay that was three discs and um Apparently, that game will never be remastered and re-released because they completely lost the source code. So the only thing that exists are the actual copies. So that's what you're going to (laughs) get. Unless someone makes it from scratch. Okay. Which, well, which nowadays, who knows, that people are doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Right. I love this game. Yeah, I mean, Tony Hawk 2, which we talked about in the last episode, that was completely remade in Unreal. In in the Unreal. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, who knows? Who knows? All right. Cool. Can I pick a, a scale? Sure. I'm going to go big on this one, Eric. <laughs> okay. Out of 250... Wow. Out of 250 total possible points, which we're going to call... Um, let's see. What do they have in common here? Reticles. Out of 250 reticles, what do you give Panzer, Panzer Dragoon's Vi? 250 reticles. Uh, for some reason, that popped in my head, too, Eric. We're a family show, Eric. Yeah. You just took us from P to PG. Say it two more times, and we've got PG-13, so right. hold your tongue. Um, I'm going to give it... I personally really enjoy the arcade kind of feel of this game. Very arcade it's very easy to pick up and play. It's hard to master. I mean, it is not an... E- I would never classify this as an easy game. Um, <clears throat> but it's fun. I would say it's a, a good a good amount of challenge. I wouldn't yeah. say it's hard or easy. It's just a good challenge. I'm going to give this 210 out of 250. Ooh! Yeah. I like it. Yes. Because I remember when I first met you and gave you this game, you weren't sure about it. No, so. I love it. I, I, I've warmed up to it, for sure. And when I first played it, I didn't like it either, but that's because I didn't know about the lock-on. Right. And I thought, you're just shooting everything, and I'm like, this is so one-sided and boring. Once you get that lock-on, everything changes. Yeah, and I'm a sucker for lock-on games that have, like, missile trails. Like, I oh, love yeah, the yeah. old Macross games and the... Ones, what's that um, What's that game on Dreamcast The uh, where you're a little tiny 
sprite and you're flying around. Oh, Bang IO. Bang IO. I love that game. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing in it, but I love it. <laughs> it's funny because when you read the instructions, yeah. you're like, no, that's what I thought I was doing. I just still don't get it. I still don't get it. <laughs> but I do love that game because it's so chaotic with all the missile trails yeah, and everything. Yeah, it's just a lot. I love it. So Absolutely agree. But we're talking about Sin and Punishment now. Yes, by Treasure. By, I Honestly, I think Treasure is my favorite yeah. d- uh, game developer. They make so much good stuff. Oh, it's so good. And this one does not disappoint. Um, were they the ones that made that uh, that PS1 game we covered where it was like like almost like the circus or the amusement park? Uh, oh, no, no, no. That was a one one and done. That was the only game they made. Okay, that's right. Oh, um, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, that okay. was Harmful Park. It seemed like Harmful Park was like a treasure game, right? It did. Yeah, yeah. Now, Treasure made, of course, Radiant Sil- Silver Gun. They made Which I love. Gunstar Heroes. Good, another good, great one. They made one we did cover, Eric, which was uh, McDonald Land, <laughs> which is great. Which is great. We were all <laughs> it was really on the Genesis. By it's, that, yeah. it's a good game. Well, I, I, in the back of my head, I already knew that, but I hadn't really played it. But yeah. um, they make an, a bunch of good games, and and they made another game on the Nintendo sixty four besides Sin and Punishment, and that is uh, Mischief Makers. Okay, which is a cool. Side I've never tra- heard of that one. It's kind of like Radiant Silver Gun or um, or uh, Ikaruga. Yeah, which Treasure also made where you switch colors. Yeah, but in a platform shooter oh yeah it's interesting yeah so sin and punishment uh right from the loading screen is in japanese now eric maybe you can touch on this because you had to make something happen yeah so i went online and i was like this ain't gonna work (laughs) (laughs) this doesn't work for the way i do business so i went on the i scoured the internet and i found a trans like a rom that was a translated copy and it was pretty highly regarded because some rom translations there, there are ones that are better than others. This one yeah. was actually uh, pretty highly regarded, so I downloaded it. I tried it out, and it basically makes the menus readable. Yep. Because the game itself has English uh, in the in the cutscenes, right? If I remember it, right. So I didn't. I didn't. I was going to ask about that because I yeah. was going to say if they completely redid all the audio samples to right. be English, they did a really good job of making it sound like a legitimate. Japanese speaker trying to speak English, which no, is what was the thing yeah. in this time. The original game has actual okay. English in it, but the menus are all in Japanese, which when I went to the menus, there was a ton of menu options. Oh, it's yeah. Like, there's, you need uh, English. You need English. So I was like, I, I held up my Google Translate to the screen. That, it's always I always get it to work as in yeah. show me words, but they never make sense. No, some of them don't <laughs> make sense. So, um, Shooting game fun. Wait, what is that? Do yeah. I click that? <clears throat> that wasn't going to work for me. So I went and found this, and it works, and it's perfect. It is a great ROM translation. It really um, is. So I, I popped that in our Dropbox so that we could use it, and sure enough, we we got it, and it made it, it, it's awesome because you can change your control mechanisms if you want to. Yeah, here's the, here's the front screen. I just pulled it up. There are 11 yeah. options. Yeah. If these are all in Japanese, you don't know what to press. You have no idea what you're doing, yeah. Now, I will point out, in any <laughs> game... I say this time and time again. My assumption is that the the developer who makes the game yeah. will automatically have the game difficulty set to what they want you to do. Right. So this game does start with difficulty easy. Yeah. So I just press start because that's what they. That's how I've always played everything. Mm-hmm. Um. So, just I'm gonna leave that there. So. All right, yep. here- I left the default controls, which you can change your uh, controls yeah. around. Yeah. Now we did both. Of, I'm sure both of us played it. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. With our new Retro Fighters we did, yes. Nintendo 64 stick, which is amazing. Now, I have played this in the past with the original N64 controller. Oh, really? Okay. And I, did, I didn't play it for very long because I did not like it. I thought the controls were extremely clunky. Hmm. And so I did not like it. I played it a bit because I read that it was... It, this game is kind of regarded as one of the best N64 titles. Yes. And one thing I wanted to contrast, because we're comparing these two on-rail shooters. Um, Zvi, Panzer Dragoon Zvi, actually came out in 1996. This game came out in, I think it was 2000? Yeah, 2000. So there is a big difference in the release release dates of these games okay so i probably a four year for five year depending yeah, on I mean, which same console it was generation but it was a big same gap. console generation but they took a long time to make sin and punishment so i do think in some ways it's a little unfair in that sin and punishment looks a lot better i think visually it does um, but i think it's partly because of the n64's rounded the way they kind of round everything off with that their blast processing no, with their, uh, <laughs> what people call Vaseline over the lens yeah, technology, yeah, yeah. but... Sure. So anyways, on this game, you're running on the ground. Yep. <clears throat> and the big change for this game mm-hmm. is you're running on the ground, you have the reticle, but it's like patting your head and rubbing your belly at the same time. Right. You've got to, you're controlling with one side of your hand, you're controlling the character moving left, right, and jumping. Mm-hmm. With the other hand, you're controlling... The reticle Left. and where it's going. Reticle where it's going, yeah. And then the bottom button, which is Z, or on the Retro Fighters, it's still Z, but it's on both under both fingers. Holding that shoots, or letting go and then tapping it once will attack if there's an enemy right next to you. Yeah, with the sword. With the sword, yeah, like in a, a sword swipe. Right. This is a crazy... Um, it is very hard to rewire your brain to this control scheme. It takes... It takes a lot of time to master the controls. Now, once you do, it's it's a blast. I mean, yeah. you, you're controlling your character while controlling a reticle up in, up in the sky or yep. whatever. While jumping over attacks and laser beams and letting go of your fire. It's almost three things at once, really, because the fire, mm-hmm. you hold it and forget about it. But yep. when someone comes near you, you need to let go and tap it to swipe, yep. to slash at them. Now, there are two different modes. There's a, a, a locking mode and a non-locking mode. The locking mode allows you to use the reticle. It'll jump to different targets. That kind of helps you out. Or you can just do free mode where you're just moving your reticle and firing. Um, I use the lock-on one. I don't know which one you Now, when you say mode, you can switch between them mid-game. You can with the A button. Yeah, so the thing with the lock-on is it's weaker. That's right. You're correct. So I actually... It, I forced myself to learn how to use, do not not do the lock on because yep. I knew as the game went further and further, I would need that extra power yep. to to defeat some now, stuff. Let me, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. In this game, do you in, invert the up no, and down? No, I don't invert. See, I always do. I think it's from way back when, when I was in the flight simulator. It's like I when I pull the joystick down, I want the reticle to go, to go up. up. Yeah, I, 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 they have that option in most of these games, so a lot of people yep. have the instinct. Yep. And every once in a while, depending on what the screen is doing, I'll do that on accident. Yeah. But for the most part, I just want the reticle to go where I point. Yeah. Um, so let's just go really quickly. The This is a super Japanese anime storyline. Yes, it is. Where it's like emotions mixed with robots, mixed with people like taking power for environmental reasons, slash destroying the earth. Slash, like, it's all over the place. 
to the point where I've never been big in anime, and I think a big part of that is it's the stories are so Weird. large and <laughs> yeah. out out of the scope of comprehension that I can't relate to them. Yeah, um, but it is cool. The first level, you're running through a field and attacking these like creatures that are like there's centipede creatures, flying centipedes again. Yep, there's flying creatures. The next level, and then the little the things that were this create this thing has a crazy storyline yeah one of them is about some kind of synthetic being that was created for food called the ruffians which are what now are now attacking them or right. running I, I, it's almost like you have multiple enemies in this yeah. game yeah and, and there are things called uh volunteers that you're fighting the enemy volunteers and then there's also the ruffians yep um I tried to read like the storyline. It's it's just too crazy. I gave up on it and just enjoyed the gameplay. Honestly, yep. yep. Same um, here. I love how you shoot certain things. If you shoot enough stuff, little uh, little bonuses come your way. But you have to physically move your character around to catch them. You don't you don't just get them because you shot the stuff. That's right. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you. The second level, you're running through these corridors. It's like through the city, blowing up boxes. There's people shooting at you now, but you can also shoot like bridges they're standing on to make them all drop and fall, or you can drop large things being suspended by chains to fall on people. Um, there's rockets coming at you. You can dodge, or you can slash them to make the make the rocket or projectile coming at you go towards wherever your reticle is going. So in later boss fights, they'll be shooting things at you, and you're literally just ricocheting them back to the boss and hitting their parts. Uh, bonuses pop out where you have to shoot all the bonuses to collect those. Uh, these are the ruffians. There's these hit chains. Every time you hit um, a multiple of 100 hits, you get a free continue. So continues, especially on easy at least, abound. Um, you almost aren't going to run out of continues. Um Without seeing the game, I don't think you can totally understand it here, but there's a big crab boss fight, which I love. I will say, it is probably a a shining jewel in the N64 library. They're, the graphics are smooth. They're, they're like nothing you're going to see on the N64. So if you, you do owe it to yourself, if you have an EverDrive or whatever, go get this you have slap to. it on there. You have to. It's amazing. It is a... It, 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 it is an incredible game. Here's the part where you're going up like a vertical elevator shaft. And I don't know if you made it to the end of this level, Eric. I um, did not. Okay. so I got to this level. This is the level that I got to before I had to abandon ship. Okay. So at the end of this level, it, you can't see it here, but the game will take some twists where it doesn't change the reticle, but all of a sudden it'll turn side, sideways. And now it's a 2D, pseudo 2D. It's still 3D, but it's side-scrolling. Oh, wow. Uh, not scrolling, but side-on. Yeah. And you're attacking this creature who's attacking you, and you're still shooting it with the reticle, but you're trying to jump over the things it's firing. Yeah. Well, but it's now it's sideways. And it will do that every once in a while and mess with you. And there's a few levels. The last level, same like you, thing. Like you didn't have enough to manage. Exactly. <laughs> but, it, but it doesn't feel new. Okay. It feels new in that you're like, oh, cool. I mean, I know what to do, but this is a completely different view. Right. Um, it almost feels like Ikaruga, or looks like Ikaruga, which is a shmup. But anyways. Um, well, one thing I thought about when I was playing this game was that it is kind of a... It's almost the way 3D shooters or shmups would would look in 3D. Like, the way the 2D shmups, I mean, would look in 3D. Yeah. If, I mean, if you were a ship flying, this is what it would look like. It's yeah. pretty pretty interesting. Yep. And I so I played through the entire game and beat it. Oh, wow. Oh, no, I loved it. I, I played through the whole thing. It took me three tries to... Okay. Uh, to and I, again, I never ran out of continues, but I eventually got to the point where I had to do something, turn it off, and come back. But I, I did beat it, and the story just gets weirder and weirder. But it's worth it, because playing through the whole thing was... Like, there's so many different varied areas and styles of gameplay. 
I do love it's it. It's awesome. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful game. I mean, I do like it. So Panzer Dragoon's Vi out of two fifty, you gave a two two ten. Two ten. Did I give a score? I thought you did. I don't think I did. All right, give us one now. Wow. Uh, Panzer Dragoon's Vi. I can't, I think I'm gonna echo you. I'm gonna say two ten. Two ten. Okay. So we're great arcade we're right game. There, yeah. I would say A minus somewhere in there. So yeah, two ten. Perfect. Okay. Sin and punishment, Eric. You're gonna make me go first, huh? I'll go first. Two thirty. Two thirty. Wow. I love this game. High praise. I love this game. Yep. Let me do a. Um... I'm gonna. I am going. You're gonna to... go lower, aren't you? I'm gonna go different. I'm You're gonna, gonna go give, lower. I'm gonna give it a two hundred. Okay. He's the gonna one... give it a. Give two hundred. I could not get my brain to rewire to the control scheme. I had a very hard. The whole time I was playing, I had a very hard time trying to keep track of everything to the point where it started to lack being fun. Mm -hmm. Now, I could recognize that it was an amazing game and the graphics were awesome, and I do like the game, which is why, I mean, 200 or 250 is pretty good. Um, But I got to give the nod to uh, Panzer Dragon's Divide just because it's fun. It's it's just fun. Yeah. No, I got to add, if if that's that's not clicking for you, it wouldn't be fun. It wasn't clicking for me, but it both... This did click for me. I had to work for it, but it did click, and I... I effing loved it, Eric. Both great games. So you can't go wrong. Awesome. I, I recommend both. Perfect. And uh, Perfect. Perfect. Do I have that? No, I just uh, have it. <laughs> um, I do recommend Panzer Dragon 1, but if you're going to play only one of them, 2. Yeah. 2 is much better. Um, and then Sin and Punishment mm-hmm. also had it did. a sequel, which is on, on the, the Wii. Wii. And I have that up there. I haven't played it yet. I've never. I, I read about it in my in my studying, but I didn't. I, I have never played it. Yeah, I've never even a, seen it. I have a copy on my shelf, so I'm. I've never turned it on yet, so I'm excited to give that a shot. So cool, Eric. That is the battle of the systems. Yeah. How about we go ahead and make a long distance phone call? Yeah. To England, see if we can get our buddy Tim Drew on the line. And I think we successfully got Tim Drew on the blower. Yes. Is that correct? Hello, is this thing on? Oh, yep, yep, sounds so good. Hi, guys, how you doing? Excellent. We are doing, we are doing. Ran a little late on the battle, sorry about that, but we are in touch with England now. We uh, are all here and all is good. So, last episode, Tim, we did announce uh, the big news, which is that we are part of the Amigos Retro Gaming Network. Any thoughts about that? Yeah, it's good news, isn't it? Um, I've been much. jumping on the uh, Discord uh, channel and uh, catching up with everyone a uh, few people in there so josh has been in there i i see so it's good to see josh in there yeah yeah we've got a number of people in there i do want to ask if anyone is listening that that uh is one of our patreons and hopped in there yeah we need to know maybe you can do this eric make sure that we know if their name is different than their patreon subscriber name yeah because i'm getting confused because i'm supposed to label people in there like if if they're i'm just in there as cody instead of oddball 49 right, so right. I, i'm guilty so, so if you're in there, say hi, say what your Patreon name is so that I can uh, label you correctly. I don't know why we need to label it all, but yeah, the powers that be, we're now under the thumb, the rule of Amigos Retro wow. Gaming Network. We are so happy to announce that we have been uh, pushed <laughs> down by the man by exactly. agreeing to these corporate terms. They're making me do all this crazy stuff. <laughs> Cool. Now, one thing I will say is on the last episode, I was listening to it, not the last episode, but last month, Tim, you had mentioned, uh, you said, oh, that game is kind of like Pipe Dreams or Pipe Mania. Yeah. And I was like, I guess I've never played it. 
So that is currently a high score game on the network. So I loaded it up on my Amiga behind me here, and I am addicted. That game is is it is really fun. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't played it all. Yeah, Pipe Mania. Pipe Mania, and it's currently the high score. Well, Eric, you won't like it. It's a puzzle game. Oh, then never mind. And it's got a time limit, I think, isn't it? Oh, is there a time is it limit? A puzzle and a time limit. Oh, that's or is horrible. It just a puzzler. But there's not a time limit per se, but after a certain, like, 10 seconds, the flues starts yeah. to flow. Yeah, and if yeah. you have not made enough pipe, then it will run out and you will get... Uh, I'll check it out. No, it's it's really fun. So, uh, I'm digging into that. So, uh, Tim, how about we start with a game show? Yeah! Oh, go on then. All I've right, been looking we'll forward do. to this. I missed this last month. I'm sorry, guys. Actually, I had one prepared <laughs> last month. I saved it for you this time, Tim. So, let, yeah. ladies and gentlemen... Let's play Can You Name the Arcade Classic? Um, why are you juggling those guys, Eric? <laughs> I hit the wrong button. That was a misfire. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we'll hold get on, that in the edit. Hold on. Maybe we won't. That was too good. <clears throat> Let me try that. <laughs> leave that. Leave that in there. How many beers have you guys had? <laughs> it's been a few. Tim, I have not. I took, uh, I took off drinking this month except for the show so i haven't had any beers for like eight days and now we've had four so let me try this again it's time for a game show there we go all right uh don't ask where that last sound effect came from all right this game between eric and tim okay it's called video games don't make sense quiz all right so I am going to. Um, now I know there's a time delay here. Um, you know what? I might, I'm going to put my own time on here. You have to pick the game in 10 seconds. I'm going to count down to add pressure. Okay. All right. So you guys write it down. I'm going to. I'm going to tell you what the aspect about this game is that doesn't make sense, and you tell me what the classic arcade game is. Does that make sense? None whatsoever, but yeah. go anyway. No. All right. Yeah. It does not make sense. <laughs> Eric go and Tim. Yeah. The first game doesn't make sense. You tell me what it is because you gain fuel by shooting the fuel tanks. Ten. Nine. River eight, raid. Seven. I was supposed to write six, it down. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Answers up, gentlemen. Okay. We got one from Tim. I said River Raid, we got which one from I, Eric. I realize you can shoot him, but it's not the right answer. Eric, you are wrong, and yeah. you don't say it. And you wrote River Raid. Tim, you are correct. It is Scramble. Yes, I got one right. It is Scramble. Now, keep in mind, River Raid is not a classic arcade game, Eric. It is That's a true. classic Atari 2600 game or other systems. But <clears throat> question Half number two. Half a point two. for Eric. No. No, no zero Eric. points. No, Tim, don't be all nice. Question number two. This primate is referred to by the name of a completely different mammal. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five. All right. Four, three. Tim looks confused. Two, one. And show me an answer of any sort. Eric says Donkey Kong. Tim said Toki because he had to write something down. That's not an arcade game, although I I do. I mean, Toki's not different. Donkey Kong is not. A donkey. He is, he is not a donkey. A primate. That's he right. is a, a gorilla. I got one right. Yay, Eric! Let's <laughs> it's go amazing. Ahead. All right, it's one to one. Question number three: Throwing pepper at your opponent's face 
can buy you much needed time. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. I'm not even looking at Eric's wife. Four, <laughs> two, one. Tim, show me Toki again. <laughs> Just keep guessing yeah, Toki. I got, I got, I got yeah, nothing. There's Toki again. Burger time, Eric, you are correct. Oh, not burger time. Burger I'm getting <laughs> stupid. Right, I'm going. I've had enough of burger time. I'm not. <laughs> He's leaving. We just covered the pepper. Peter Pepper. Player has left with burger time already, Cody. <laughs> Two player, to one. Player has left the playing field. That's <laughs> a foul. I, I think that's foul. a lesson to me, isn't it? Every answer should be burger time, and I'm at least going to get one on any quiz with Cody. <laughs> Episode four, or uh, game number four. This game has Maybe a pickle, a pickle, and an egg, and 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 pepper. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> Do not. That's what is fake, it, Tim? What is it? That's fake news. The answer is burger time. <laughs> no, okay, real one, real one. All right, number four. Although you are trying to help them, your entire neighborhood wants you dead. Nine. Oh, that's an arcade eight, game too, right? Seven, six. All these are classic arcade games. Four, three, two. What? I'm covering up the screen because Tim looking. put it up too soon. I, I got a question mark. I don't know. Oh, Tim comes back with Paperboy. So it's tied Woo! up. It's tied, right? Two and two. That's because I've been listening to so much Sprite Castle. There yeah. you go. There you go. That's right. <laughs> I didn't know that. One. I was going to say Zombies Ate My Neighbors, but I was mean, like, that's not an arcade game. You mean our, our fellow podcast on the Amigos Retro um, Game um, Network. And fellow that's Amigos right. bro, yeah. <laughs> Sprite Castle. I'm, I'm putting everything to a stop here. Can you... Who, who here is starstruck that we're involved with I Sprite am. Castle and the Amigos, right? I'm, I'm stoked <laughs> about this. I am too. Oh my goodness. Back to the game show. Number five, gentlemen. Although touted as a superhero, this titular character can fly, but it's more of a hesitant fall as you smash the button. Ten, nine, eight, seven, Six, five, four, three, two. Eric doesn't have an answer. I don't have an answer. Tim, do you have it? Bomb Jack, you are correct. Oh sir. man, I should have got that. Woo! One of Eric's favorite games. <laughs> it is, and I didn't know. I do love that game. It's the weirdest thing. He can fly, but he just kind of like you have to smash the button. He just kind of slowly. I will say I'm at a disadvantage because I've had several beers. He has not. All right, we're gonna pause the game. I need Tim. You need to drink three beers real quick. Go. Yeah, please. Chug, 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 <laughs> chug, chug. chug, chug. <laughs> no PG rating. We need to keep our PG rating. Okay. Drink, drink, drink. Number drink. seven. <laughs> yeah, Eric's keep, Eric's gonna keep on going here. We need to finish this pumpkin ale, which I am also struggling to finish. Woof. Yeah. All right. Number six. You can save victims by running your spaceship into them as they fall from the clutches of their alien kidnappers. Kidnappers, I'm sorry. You can save victims by running your spaceship into them as they fall from the clutches of their alien kidnappers. Four, three, two. You guys are already both done. One. Defender and Defender. You guys both get a point. I am very impressed. And what does that put it at? Three and two? Or is that four I and three? I think Tim's ahead by one, right? By one, yeah. By one? <clears throat> All yep. right. It's paper boy. I'm hanging in there. So I'm hoping Come on, Eric. I'm hoping Eric gets this and Tim misses it so we can do a, a tiebreaker question. Yeah, tiebreaker. Number seven. Enemies can't hurt you if you're flat on their back. So just punch the ceiling 
enough to knock them over. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Tim's gonna write something real quick. Uh, time's up, Tim. What are you doing? Oh my god. Oh my goodness. He's writing something down. I want to see what Tim has to say first. He said rampage because it punch. I get it punching. Eric got the answer. Mario Bros. The ar- classic arcade Mario Bros. Where you literally punch the ceiling and That's knock right. the enemy above you on their back. Which I love that game. Wow, guys. This is another tie. Another tiebreaker. This is a real Bobby Dazzler. <laughs> tie-breaking game. Yeah. Grudge match. Now, go, go UK. Go UK. Who do I want to pick on this time? I think it's that last time it was you, Eric. I believe what? You, what? It was your last. You, you got the 50-50 question last time. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Let's yeah. do it. No, well, no, it's, this is a tiebreaker, right? Yeah, but one of you guys gets a 50-50 question to figure out who's, who wins. Oh. Don't you remember? Oh, I don't remember. It's easy. The answer's going to be burger time. There you go. I won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it is Tim Drew's choice. That's fine. This turn. Well, Tim well, Drew, the question, as always, is I, slightly I, awkward. I yield to the gentleman. The question is, in the 90s, Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera? That's easy. It's got to be Britney. No, I'm so sorry. What? Oh, it's Christina Aguilera. You are so close. Eric, you are the champion. Oh, baby, baby. (laughs) Oh, baby. (laughs) Tim, I would have picked Britney, actually. Oh, my God. Cody, you just hit me one more time. Oh, no. Where's the button? There's got to be a... That's impressive pun. I that's like a, that. That's a Tim burn. Well, you have to keep in mind, Christina never shaved her head. Just throwing it out there. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that completely PG and not go anywhere near it. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, it's time for us to catch up, guys. So let's go ahead and... Where's my button? Here we go. Let's catch up. Catching up with Eric and now, Tim, I see you dancing over there, but I do know you can't hear the music. Well, I, it's in my head. <laughs> yeah, that, that tune is in my head, and also it's catching up with Eric, Cody, and, and Tim. There right. we go. Thank so, you. Uh, we act- <laughs> we literally just described this or talked about this before we got you on the blower. And I, in post, I'm going to say and Tim. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to throw the listeners, that in there. Yeah. Hopefully, the listeners just heard that. Um. First and foremost, I'm out of beer, Eric. Oh yeah. And Tim, do what are you what are you sipping on this morning? I've I've got my usual Old Starbucks. Faithful. Yeah. Old Faithful. Yeah, it's gotta be done. Let's split this to Bobby Dazzler. <coughs> All right. Rosie's pig rhubarb cloudy cider. Oh, Where did yes. that come Slightly from? sparking with this is from Tim from the UK. I still have to down the rest of this absolutely Come on, Cody. awful get, get rid of that pumpkin. get rid of that pumpkin because you're you're going to be like it's two completely different levels oh, that pumpkin, yeah. and then you're going to go into the cider do we need a fresh glass yeah here? freshen my drink freshen your drink governor all right all right we're going to try this rhubarb pig cider cloudy cider it's a bit nutty now tim you were telling us that somerset yes is, is the cider capital it of the world indeed. of the world of the world, yeah. Cider well, capital a, of the world. Somerset is well known for um, being a, a vast countryside area. 
Um, obviously, there are rural areas, but Somerset is very, um, sorry, um, urban areas, but it's a very rural place. We have lots of uh, farms and places like that. And the tradition is that uh, they have the apple orchards and they grow lots of apples and that's predominantly what you make cider from from apples yeah um so there's a lot of places and some places even even villages have a communal cider shed oh wow though. <laughs> so they make they make cider and everything goes into the little shed and there's a massive big barrel in the shed and everyone just goes and helps themselves from the cider barrel wow the things yeah. you learn on pixel guide in yeah, and the the cider is not a, like a you've got there. It's not like a traditional fizzy sweet cider. It's like you literally pick the twigs out of it. It's it is a really really uh, so, hardcore, very very strong, not fizzy at all, very yeasty. So, so you probably it, quite like it. Is that illegal to ship? Because <laughs> we got pink yeah. pig soot cider. <laughs> do you partake? Which I'm still very appreciative of. Do don't you get partake me wrong. in the communal cider shack? Uh, I have done. I have done. Um, <laughs> where uh, I used to have some friends in one of the smaller villages, and their house actually owned the cider shed. Um, a- so yes, anything we, above we, we used to partake any- several times. <laughs> a- anything above thirty parts per million of urine is acceptable <laughs> in the cider shack. <laughs> So so it says Rosie's pig. Exactly. Yeah. 30, right. 30 parts per million. That's okay. All right. Where's, All right. My, where's my button here? All right, Tim, ready? We're going to go ahead and cheers to episode two, 43 cheers, of Pixel Guide In. This has a, a very pink color to it. It is very pink. It's like pink-ish. a pig. Like a suckling pig. Yeah. <laughs> go for it, guys. Yep. What do you think? Ooh. Wow. Holy mackerel. <laughs> that is mind not, blown. <laughs> that is not nutty. Do you have high C in England? Yeah, high C. No, have you I heard don't of high think C? So. No, it is a very sweet juice drink. <laughs> this is juicy. Do you, are you getting high C vibes? Yeah, this is very juicy. Yeah, so that is very sweet. The, yeah, a know. lot of the commercial ciders are quite sweet. I don't know if we can um, call this beer. That's yeah, not beer. It's cider. <laughs> it's yeah. not beer. It's cider. Yeah. Yeah. Jiminy Christmas. Yeah. This is sweet. This <laughs> Woo. Woo. All right. Well, let's... So, let's... So that, that's what I said. It's going to be completely the opposite to pumpkin, and it may be the opposite as in so sickly sweet. Spoiler, spoiler <laughs> alert. This is still better than the pumpkin beer. <laughs> oh, my... Yeah. I will, I'll finish this without having to swallow yeah. down my own acid reflux. Um... <laughs> Cool. Well, let's get. Well, I'm going to save it. I want to get used to it before I give yeah. it a, a score. Uh, but we want to have a cup of coffee, coffee with it. That's what Aaron would say. See, a cup of coffee with it. Yeah, he always says. In oh, fact, I, had I a told cup of Aaron with that game. I told Aaron. Yeah. Now, in his honor, since we're part of the network now, that we would drink whiskey this show. Not this show. <laughs> let's do it next show. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've had too many things. I might. Okay. I might just because you know I'm a man of my word. Okay. You can have um, a wee dram. A wee dram of of. Of, well, that's more of a Scott. Well, I guess it's all whiskey. Um, item number one, Eric. I got this little device. I want a wee bit of the creature. The creature? Yeah. Have you ever heard of that expression? No. I want a wee bit of the creature. You've heard that, right, Tim? Tim doesn't sound no. like he does. Oh, no. come on, man. 
Yeah, I think that's all in your head, Eric. No, I saw that on a Star Trek episode. <laughs> everything I was going to say, everything Eric learned about England was from Austin Powers. So let's mm. let's just crank it back a bit. All right. Um, I got one of these. It's a cartridge with an M on it. It is a cartridge mm. with an M on it. Eric, have you seen this? I have not. Really? Okay. But it's pretty cool. This plugs into the side of my Vectrix. Yeah, and it has an SD card. That's pretty cool. So I now have my SD card solution. It's called the VEC Multi, and it is 3D printed, but it is see-through-ish. Yeah. Half transparent, half opaque. And I've been wanting a multi-cart for my Vectrix for a long time, but I couldn't decide to do the Sean Kelly one, which has like 60... That's the one I have. Yeah. Yeah. But this allows me to put all the homebrew and stuff on it, too. All the home because I can't do anything on mine. Mine is stuck as it is. So I've used it. It works great. Yeah. And I've played all kinds of stuff already, and... I love my Vectrix. Anyways, and now I've got my SD card solution, Vex Multi. Now, I did have to buy this on eBay because the guy that makes this, it's a great solution, but he only produces a few at a time. It's really, I think you have to get lucky to order one direct. Yeah. So I was able to get this on eBay, actually a little bit less than new price, which is perfect. That's awesome. So my Vectrix. I would love to get one of those someday, and I probably will. The Vectrix is my favorite um retro video game item to own yeah it's my favorite yeah. item yeah absolutely and i i almost got one this month almost. wow though there's another another close close call on ebay i was absolutely gutted because this was a proper nice boxed vetrex box wow with a uh, couple of games and uh the, the the nostalgia over here for us is it was uh, uh, did you ever get do you have Woolworths over there oh we stage? used to we used yeah, to absolutely yeah. so, so so do we and we, we used to call it woolies um and uh they stocked the vetrex over here okay uh, and i think they had it on sale for i don't know about a year or a year or so and I used to go into into Woolies and um, lust over the Vectrex. So it's absolutely beautiful machine, but I could never afford it because I had my Spectrum and that was it. And uh, when it came to the end of the run on the Vectrex, they uh, blew them out over here for, I think it was about 20, 20 30 pounds, something oh, like that. Oh, man. And I, I had the money. I had the money, but I couldn't get into the shop until the Saturday. And by the time I got down there on the Saturday morning, they were all gone. Oh, I was no. Absolutely gutted. Um, but they, they, but this this one, uh, this particular one, actually came from Woolworths because it had the, the woolly sticker on it and oh, sale wow. and all that sort of stuff on there. I was like, oh, like, perfect. This, (laughs) but yeah, I I missed it by about. I think it was it went uh, a a fair bit over what I wanted to pay for it, but I did put a few more bids in, but didn't get it. That kind of that kind of story makes my sack hurt. Gosh, Eric, (laughs) that's it. We're Santa sack. Yeah, (laughs) we're at PG now. We're at PG. It's a Santa sack. Gosh. Come on, Cody. Oh, oh, get your mind out of the gutter. That's a trombone. <laughs> Eric's constantly fighting with me <laughs> to push the, the boundaries of this show. That's right. He's like, let's go straight up. We're going to go straight at, uh, straight at rated X. <laughs> no, I will never, I'll never take us there. <laughs> Just as close as, as possible. Uh, Eric, you got the next one. Yes, and I tried to rope you guys into this. I don't know if Tim got in. I know you did. Oh, I've been roped. Um, Arcagis Revolution. I think that's how you pronounce it. 
Arcagis Revolution on Genesis has been released, and it was released physically for kind of a lot of money, but now it's available digital download for fourteen ninety nine, which I think is a very reasonable price. I've been looking at this one for a year. We mentioned it on the show about a year ago. Yeah. And I downloaded it. I love this game. It's I think it's going to end up being in my top five Genesis games of all time. Oh, wow. Um, I do. I Because I, I was a big fan of Assault. Have you ever played that in arcade? You, when we talked about this game last time, you yeah. mentioned that. Yeah. Assault is like an arcade game where you're a tank and you can... It's got the... the, the you your environment moves left and right, but your tank stays stationary. So this kind of uses what's like Mode 7 kind of graphics. Now, Assault's Fo- a lot... Faux Mode 7, yeah. Faux Mode 7, but... Assault is a lot more elaborate, obviously, because it's a you know big kind of modern modernish arcade game. But this game, the landscape rolls around you in kind of a mode seven style, and it's got that kind of this cool anime story with it, which is kind of cheesy, which is cool because the anime stories are usually kind of cheesy. Um, but I I love this game. I think it's amazing. I think they did almost everything right in it, other than it's a little short, like. I'm on. Lo- I haven't beaten it yet. I'm on level five, but I mean, okay. I got through it pretty easily. And yeah. it's I, it's just a lack of time that has held me back. But it, I love this game. I mean, I think it's amazing, and it's exactly what I want. Did you play this, Tim? I did indeed. Yeah. Thank you very much, Eric. I, oh yeah. Uh, I grabbed that, and uh, yeah, I had to go on it at the weekend. Very good. It's interesting control method, isn't it? With the with the mode seven, the FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. FOMO seven. <laughs> Um, and, and I think, uh, yeah, I think it's, they it's na- really, really nice. I think they nailed the controls of the AC moves you left and yeah. right. I think they nailed that part of it. Um, I yeah. like that you pa- hit start to pause and you can pick your weapon if you don't have a six button Saturn controller. Yeah. Um, or six button Genesis controller. Um, I, I don't know. I love the game. I, I do wish it was longer, but I love it. I think it's a great game. I, the, the way they did the control mm-hmm. is spot on. And I was so excited when I first started playing it. I loved it. The fact that they have these cool little cutscenes. Mm-hmm. You're this uh, girl driving this tank, and then you call back to base, and there's this, uh, this other like nerdy girl who's fixing things and making new things, and that's cool. And then you got the commander who's yelling at you, and they have voice samples, which sound great. They don't sound like cheesy yeah. synth voice samples. They sound really good. Um, but, Uh-oh. like Uh-oh. you said, <laughs> I started it. I played through it and I had beat it in like an hour and 10 minutes. Like, yeah, done. Like I said, it's short. The whole game was yeah. super, super easy. I never felt challenged once. Every time there's a health pickup, it fills your health all the way. Um, I love the different like um, weapons you can get. It, just, it never felt challenging. Um, and then the final boss, I don't know if you got, well, you haven't gotten there apparently. The final boss, which you're at, by the way. Yeah. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Um, the final boss is out of nowhere crazy difficult. I had to fight him like eight different times until I finally beat him. And um, I would love to play that game again, but not until it's changed and made more challenging and more interesting. Yeah. I think one of the big issues is you can go into a room and just be firing and go back and forth. And even off screen, you're shooting stuff. I so didn't notice things, that. If things are off screen, they can't shoot you, but you can shoot them. Yeah. So yeah. you, just, you just roll yeah. into a room and, and kill everything before you even see it. Yeah. You can hear it blow up. But... I've noticed that, and I've used that to my advantage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I think this game had, certainly from the intro, 
it had kind of like that Amiga feel to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's the the graphics were uh, are really nice, the way they're drawn and all that sort of thing. But it's kind of got that hand drawn vibe, you know, the deluxe paint vibe to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that. I was quite surprised by it, actually. I wasn't really knowing what to expect from it. I not even read anything about it. I just literally just grabbed it, put it on the EverDrive, and played it. And I was yeah really pleasantly surprised. Nice choice, Eric. Thanks. Yeah, I know that. I was really excited for it. Yeah. I'm not going to say I was disappointed, but it definitely left me wanting a lot more. Yeah. I mean, I wish so they, they, I hope they, they use got that room engine. for expansion. Yeah. I hope they take that engine and move because yes. I, I love that game on on the Genesis, so I'm hoping they they expand that into something else. And I've seen a lot of this lately, <clears throat> and probably, and I, I get it. It feels like I can tell this was developed by a small team, if not just one or two people. It actually yeah. did have a list. It was like four, three or four people. Um, and it wasn't playtested. Okay. In my mind. Because anybody, or at least it wasn't playtested with people who gave critical feedback. They probably just, oh, it's fine. It's great. Like friends. Yeah. But a few minor tweaks would have made that game amazing. Yeah. You know, things to make it a little more difficult, like... You can't shoot things unless they're on the screen. So if it's fair fight. They're shooting you, you're shooting them. Now it's a challenge. Or difficulty level. Like, I would have loved if that was easy. And yeah. then, like, there's a medium where, like, the health the health pickups don't give you as much health. Yeah, and they're or, everywhere. Health pickups are everywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, no, I, I totally agree with you. That's the only critic. Like, I just wish that game was just a little more. Like, yeah. a little more, but more I love on the, the mechanics. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, did you guys play... We talked about the Namco collections on Switch and Steam last episode. Did you guys, by chance, play Pac-Man Championship Edition or Gap Plus on the NES? I did. I did play those. Because I, I was very impressed by what we saw, what I saw here on the show, so I played those a little bit. Tim, Tim's shaking his head no. What do you think about those, Eric? I thought they were great. Uh, for the NES, I think that's pretty amazing. I mean, th- those are... Those are high-quality games that have come out after the NES is there. I mean, can you imagine if those games had come out when the NES was relevant? I mean... Yeah, I would say the Pac-Man Championship more than Gap Plus. Yeah, me too. But Pac-Man Championship's amazing. And then what I loved about it, it's the only NES game I've played to this point that has achievements built in. Oh. So I was playing it, and you can play it in multiple ways, and then achievements unlock on the top of the screen, and you go to the achievement menu... And see what you've unlocked. So I keep playing it and playing it like it's re- very replayable. So I absolutely love that. Um, I also talked about Pipe Dream already. Um, I also completed a game I've been working for a long time on Switch. It's kind of a casual game, but it's Puzzle Quest. It's a match three type game. And uh, if you guys have checked my Switch account, I've been playing it for over 40 hours. So I finally finished it. It's a, it's a game I just love to, like, when I when the day is done, I lay down in bed, I can play a couple rounds of it and then go to bed. Puzzle Quest on the on the Switch. On the Switch, yeah. Okay. So I, I completed that finally, so I just wanted to check that off my list. What? Write that one down. What is a Lucky Dip, Tim? Have you not seen a Lucky Dip before? And keep it PG. It, it, no, no, it's completely <laughs> PG. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm with the show vibe. Right, so, last month got back from my vacation holiday whatever you want to call it and um <clears throat> i've been speaking to alex zedek's wife who is now randomly disappeared from twitter um but anyway. oh i didn't realize that but you're right and uh, mutant, she, pe- mutant caterpillar yeah, games she, yeah that's the one and she said uh she was just 
wanting to dump a load of uh, loose tapes. So, you know, like you, you get loose cartridges for the Mega Drive and snares and all yeah. that sort of stuff. But she's, she, uh, she'd obviously bought a, a massive load of retro stuff over the years and just acquired a load of loose tapes. So she said, I don't want these. Anyone who wants them, uh, pay the postage and they're yours. So I stuck my hand up in the air and said, yeah, send them to me. So she did. So I have got behind me a couple of a large series of boxes (laughs) those look serious loose tapes so as you walk off into the distance all right he's moving his left foot and then his right foot and then his left foot and now he is back with a large box i have to do the play-by-play to keep our listeners engaged i just yeah go ahead let's rate the beer while tim is finishing that let's rate this uh sorry cider cider this is sickly sweet it is sickly sweet and luckily I love sweet, so I mean I have a sweet tooth, so it, that doesn't bother me. Um, There's a strange note to it. It does have a strange note to it. It's almost like a. I almost want to say gamey. <laughs> gamey. I, 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 I don't know how else to put it. It's the initial taste is like a cool, like Kool Aid or high C. It's like high C with a bit of duck. With a bit of duck. <laughs> A bit of uh, Cornish game hen. Yeah, because I don't get the gamey, but... I'm getting game... Like, at the end, there's something there. It is good, but it is shocking. <laughs> it tastes a bit... It tastes a bit of death. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, out of... Out of... Out of uh, 70 suckling pigs. Dude, I was just thinking 70. <laughs> I, I was going to say... I was going to say curly piggy tails. Yeah. I like that better. Yeah. Yeah. 70 curly piggy tails. I, I was thinking 70. That's crazy. Right. Um, I actually really like it. I like sweet stuff. I'm going to give it a 60. I, I do like it, but it, it is intense. And I don't know if it's just the mode right now. I'm, I'll give it 55. Wrong. <laughs> 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 55 piggy tails. Cool. So I liked it. I thought it was good. All right, Tim. Go ahead. What okay. did you, what did so you collect I have, there? I have two boxes. So what I was thinking, and it, it, this is kind of like planning live on the show, as it were. Is we're, we're we've been told you're very do... professional, so that is a very professional <laughs> trait. We, we got that review recently that we're very professional, Eric. All right. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. So th- th- there's two boxes. So what I was thinking, let's do a couple from each box. And, and see what for you grab. the next tea time with Tim, <laughs> I've got to play and review whatever we pick out oh, now. I like How's it. that? I like yeah, it. That's great. I do like it. All right, so I'm ready. Uh, and, and there's some great games in there, and there's some awful stuff in here. So I I'm hope you. We I get hope you grab. <laughs> now are these all? Were these Spectrum? I can't. You, you said it. Or the it's, Spectrum? It's a mix. There's Spectrum, Amstrad, MSX, ZX81, Vectrex. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'll move the camera so you can actually see this. I know this is a very visual thing for everyone, but sorry. So there we go. Look, the, the, it so looks like a whole is. bunch of blank cassette tapes, but yeah, they're not blank. That's yeah. weird. Love like, it. I love it. Loads, like loads, a lot of tapes with no cases. So are you going to dig down to the bottom and grab something random? Yeah, that, that's what I mean. They're, right. they're, none of them have got cases. They're they're all just literally just. Well, there's a couple of em- empty ones on the top here. But these are just loose, loose cassettes. I think right. I, so I think I see one that says "Air Supply." Lost yeah. in the van. I yeah. don't. Is that Air Supply, or am I going to get know. called out again? <laughs> We're singing the wrong song. Yeah, you got to be careful. So All this right. box here is uh, I've put them into like full price games. So these were, um, you know, 
proper full big releases. And then these ones are budget games and um, compilations. All right, so start they, grabbing. Let's see what you get several, here. Several on one. So ready? So I'll I'm go ready. from this box first. He's digging. He's digging. Those are huge boxes. There's one there. All right. I haven't looked yet. <laughs> haven't looked. And another one. <laughs> there. Hopefully the games and... you just threw off to the side are still good. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> reach down. That one. Oh, that's, a gr- that's a gem right there. And that one. Right. Oh, you, oh, you got Zub. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Hopefully, ready. Zub. Hopefully these are all G-rated. It's not like Farmer's mm. Daughter or something. <laughs> isn't that a, isn't that an online dating site? What? <laughs> isn't that an online dating site, Eric? The farmer's Daughter? Farmer's Daughter. Ready for the first one? I'm ready. Yes. So tell me what it is. You're playing it, Hop It on Hop the it. C16 or Plus 4. So Ooh, C16 enjoy or Plus that. 4. Wow. Okay. You have to dig that Hop out. It. Have you played Next Hop It one? before? No. You're going to have to dig that out of the boot. Ooh, it's a Mastertronic title. Yeah. What? Night Racer? Night Racer on the Night Commodore Racer. 64. Yeah, on the All Commodore right. 64. This is actually really exciting. I'm not going to lie. This is yeah, like this Christmas. Is pretty, this is pretty fun. Right, it's like, I kind of want to play along, actually. Another Master Ten Mark's gonna hate that. I didn't even know they had a copy of that game, which is better than Galaga. <laughs> and Blockbusters. Commodore. Yes. That's Commodore, Commodore pack. pack. Blockbusters. That is a British classic eighties TV quiz show. Block- <laughs> I've never I was gonna say it, I have yeah. no idea. Oh, All right, Tim. Awesome. I kind of think I might play along. Pack. I might play along so I can listen to your segment and see if we agree. That's cool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, God Plus came out on the 64? Apparently. Wow. That's so funny. Just, just, just for um, completeness, so there's, there are some real classics in here. So just like, well, not that this is necessarily a classic, but you've got Roadrunner on the Amstrad CPC. Oh, you do got some, yeah. What else have we got here? Oh, uh... <laughs> Okay, here we go. Penetrator. Oh, no. No, that can't be anything except for... That can't be anything except for a really macho, action-packed shooting game. That's right. That's got to be what that is. Okay. It is. It's it's actually a scramble clone. Okay, okay. Yeah. Awesome, Tim. I love that. That's a good Uh, idea. We look forward to the Tea Time with Tim next month, where he'll be playing Gap Plus... Look at that one. That one's psst. Oh, psst. Isn't that like a bug spraying game? That's it, yeah. I've played that. I've played that. Oh, and uh, yeah, you can't can't go without this one. Bounty Ball Bounty Strikes Ball Back. Strikes Back. Absolutely. Manic Miner, <laughs> or not Manic Miner 2, or um, Miner 249 or 2. Yeah. Awesome. Eric, let's uh, hop on down. You had some, uh, some recap plans. So this was uh, the Amiga CD32 that Tim got us. Got us, I say us, because I was hoping... Wait, wait, I get to be involved in this? I'm hoping you can play some of the multiplayer games with me, but... uh, So, I've been spending some time with this, and I I bought the recap kit. There's 32 capacitors that need to be replaced. Um, I did open it up yesterday, because I couldn't sleep, and I checked the (laughs) the big radial capacitors, which are the problem ones. That's what Tim was saying, yep. And they were pretty swollen, but they were okay. The board's actually really clean. Good call, Tim. Yeah, I mean, that that CD32 is very clean. I mean, inside now, I did clean the case when I had it apart, but I mean, overall, 
that thing, other than a few little scratches on the top, the thing looks like it never got used. I mean, the thing's very good condition. Um, that, that was common for the CD32 back then. A lot of people <laughs> bought them, never used them because that's like, I, yeah. I don't want that. I want a Mega Drive. I want a SNES. <laughs> right. Um, so I did, I did, I had time to replace two of the radials in the back. Um, and I, it was harder than I thought because the, the motherboard is really like for, for an Amiga 1200, which is really what it is. It's, it's shrunk down into a very Compact. small board. So it was very hard. I mean, I, I was sweating bullets as it was cause I didn't want to ruin it, but just trying to make sure that I was doing it right. It took me about an hour and a half, just to replace two capacitors. Oh, wow. And, uh, I did and it works. And, uh, but I've been having fun just grabbing um, CD32 games off the internet and burning them to disk and popping them in. And I will say there is something very cool about having the tactile CD games and putting them in and having instant load on it. I mean, I'm really loving it, Tim, and I really thank you, but I'm loving it. It is exactly what I thought it would be. I'm loving every minute of it. So much so that I'm going to get a retro tank so that I can hook it or the retro tinkle hook to my large screen, LC, mm-hmm. like my large flat panel, but it'll allow me to hook it S video and then convert it to a a very nice HDMI signal because I want to play it on my big TV. Nice. So that's my yeah, next. The, the S the S video on that is absolutely awesome. It is a really really good output on that. It's such a crisp picture. I'm playing it on my PVM and it looks amazing. <laughs> like it is there. There's no problem with it at all. I mean, hmm. it's it's an amazing system. Um, and I'm digging the games. I'm digging the. I was playing cannon fodder on it just to try the save game. Um, just a great system. But I'm going to finish the recap eventually. But I did replace the radios. I want to let you know that, Tim. But everything yeah. inside was great. The only the only bad thing was hooking that CD-ROM back up because they give you very little ribbon cable. So like when you remove both halves of the CD32 to open it up, there's very little ribbon cable. Yeah, not a lot of room to work with it. So taking it apart's easy. You take it apart. I did the capacitor stuff, trying to put it back together. It took me another 45 minutes just to get that ribbon uh. into there. And once I did, I did it once, screwed it back together. It didn't work. Unscrewed it, put it back together, and then I didn't screw it to try it out, and it actually worked. But it was a pain in the butt. So... Anyway, yeah. I, I, I guess that was Commodore back in the day. They only had one reel of that ribbon cable left and they couldn't afford to buy any more when they were making the CD32s. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> that's right. So, so anyway, yeah, it's, that's it's a sweet console. I, lo- I love the CD32. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm so glad you guys like it. Oh, I love it. Well, I haven't tried it yet, but, but we're gonna, does. We're gonna, yeah. Well, I want to find all the good multiplayer games and then we'll bring it over and do it. Yes. Yep. In a couple have Mondays, you, we're going to do that. Yep. Have you been trying out the uh, the E-Rock um cd compilations you know i've been having a i've had a hard time tracking those down but i did find one that was just called a beer compilation that's it yeah yeah and it has like about 50 or 60 games on it on one disc and and they're actually full featured games like banshee and cannon fodders on there and chaos engine and there's a like like i said 50 games on this one disc and it's it's awesome no i i did burn that one but i thought he had multiple compilations i think he does but i think they're updated so it's the same thing but he just updates with more games on the on the same compilation so you probably just got one of those whether it's the latest one or not but right, cool yeah he's, he's done some great stuff and then he also did um a conversion of road avenger onto the cd32 and onto the amiga as well i'll have to try that yeah 
yeah, it's really cool. Nope, having a blast with it. I've already burned cool. like 20 discs, 20 games. Like, I'm just burning through them. All the pinball fantasies, illusion, all that stuff. It's awesome. So, thank you, Tim. Good stuff. Cool. I all finally right, got my, my third and final next physical game. Yeah. Uh, Spec- ZX Spectrum next game in the mail. I already had Baggers in Space, and I already got Tavarian. Both two of my favorite games that I've ever played on the next. Yeah. And I got my third favorite game, which is Warhawk. Which was a remake from the same guys. Yeah. Um, I keep saying Jim Bagley, but he also has another guy working with them. And uh, they they make up uh, Rusted Pixels, the company. And they came out with a remake of Warhawk, which I guess is an original ZX Spectrum game that they updated. It's um, um it's m- more well known on the Commodore sixty four actually Warhawk. Oh, is it? Okay, okay. Yeah, I'd I'd recommend you give that a go on the sixty four. It's a really good shooter. Okay, and there's some awesome Sid music on there as well. Really good game. I'll, I'll, and that I'll, was a a budget game, I think. Firebird <laughs> from memory. Um, I'll probably do that because I've already played all the way through the one on the on the Spectrum and completed it. And oh it was wow! Awesome. Yeah, it was absolutely awesome. Uh, 20 levels. Now, what's cool about <clears throat> all three of their games, uh, Baggers in Space, Tiberian, and Warhawk, they all have the same, uh, I want to say GUI. Okay. So they all kind of load the same way, and they all have 20 levels, and as you beat a level, ne- it unlocks that, so next time you turn on your your next, you can go right to level 7, because that's where you finished. Or you can go to 6, 5, 4, but you can't, until you beat 7, you can't go to 8. So it's kind of got this automatic save feature. And Warhawk was the same way. You'd play a short level and then a boss battle, which was about as long as the level was. And there's 20 of them. And um, absolutely loved it. Now, there was one part where I got to a boss, and the way it was moving looked impossible. I'm like, this can't be how they tried to program it. It looks like it's glitching. Mm -hmm. And so I tried it like 10 times. I couldn't beat it. I put it away for a day, turned it back on, same thing. And I looked on the website, and they had an, they had an apology, and they said there was a glitch. Here's the you need to download this patch, and I did that, and then it fixed that glitch, and I was able to finish the game. But it was awesome. That's cool. That's, all three of those here's games quick, were great. Here's a quick modern uh, interpretation: When did bugs in games turn into glitches? <laughs> <laughs> it always used to be <clears throat> bugs in the game, didn't it? And now it's glitches. Now it's when, glitch. when, did, when was that? When did that become a thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm a hipster. Is that what you're? Are you calling me a hipster? No, 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 not <laughs> at all. It's, it's just a... there in the vernacular at the moment, yeah. isn't it? But it always used to be. Oh, there's a bug in the game, and now it's a glitch. All of a sudden, is it? Yeah, is it's it not because a... of this whole d- digital glitchy. I'm going to say 1998. Thing? It wasn't. No, that was that was uh, uh, on on September the thirteenth, three o'clock, around about tea time. Yeah, with Tim, <laughs> it it wasn't a mistake in the game. It was just an unexplained side effect. Is that kind of what we're getting at? <laughs> <laughs> it's just an unexplained side effect that keeps you from going any further in the game. Not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it, it awesome. I, I absolutely loved it. Eric, you're you're bringing up a game here that you got years ago when we first started the show. I did, yeah. So I kind of revisited this because when we did the segment last uh, month about, we did a quick question about games we don't really play anymore, genres, and I said I picked sports. So I went back and I played this again. This was a game I really looked forward to and I bought it and I really liked it and then I kind of moved on to other stuff, but I decided to revisit it. And I think it's one of the best um, sports games on the C64, but I don't want to hear a lot of it about a lot 
talked about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's called Jam It, and it's like a two-on-two basketball game. Um, it it really is a fantastic basketball game. I never even give it a chance, just because when I see it, I see sports game and old com- system. Yeah. And when I see old system sports games, those are the budget titles that that you see 20 of at every old video game store and you don't buy them. Yeah, they they I'll be nailed. Honest, that's... So for a one button controller like the Commodore sixty four has, they really nailed like the ability to make it a much more robust game. Yeah. Um. And and I I would just encourage people to at least go try it out. I, when I bought it, like he sent me a custom copy with my name in it, and uh, <laughs> that's cool. Like I could name the players whatever I wanted and stuff in in the ROM, but. I mean, it really is a fantastic basketball game, and I love basketball games in general. So, anyway, I just want to let you know I played the, I, I revisited it like a retro rewind, and it holds up, and it holds up really well. So, play Jam It. Have you played Jam It, Tim? Nope, I've just written it on my list. Jam It. Oh, it's a <laughs> fantastic basketball game. So, anyway, that's that. I think that's what it is. I mean, honestly, whenever you think retro video games. For the most part, unless it's an alternative sport, like we talked in the last episode. Yeah. If it's a sports game, you don't go play those. They're, right. they're old versions of simulations that you can play better ones now. Yep. So that's kind of, I think, why I personally see that game and go, ah, okay. I think this one needs to get more credit. It's really good. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. And it's by a guy named Lee White. Lee White programmed that one. A uh, couple quick updates. I pl- downloaded a game called Lazy Galaxy Rebel Story. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like nine cents on sale on the Switch. Jeez, and it was a shmup, and it was a fun little romp. And for nine cents, it was worth it. I think I beat it in an hour, and it was done. Okay, that's nine all cents. That's, yeah. a, that's a good nine cents. It's a little side scrolling shmup. Uh, it was fun. It was. It wasn't great. Nothing to write home about, but I enjoyed it. Um, but a game I had in my backlog, Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah, so that was part of the bundle, right? That big bundle. No, no, no. No, I, I downloaded this on Switch. Oh, okay. It was on sale, finally. I think I own this on the bundle on PC, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, and I've been wanting to play this for a while, and a lot of people, you know, it's a gorgeous game with a really cool, eerie soundtrack. Um, very pixely game. It's a game that, uh, in fact, uh, uh, Juan Martinez... Yeah. Wrote, wrote to me and said it's a game he he's always admired and said the way loves the way it looks and sounds and everything but it's always been too hard for him to really dig into uh so i took that as a challenge and i'm like i'm gonna beat this game yeah and i did i i went through it but it was not an easy game it it took a lot yeah um but it was really cool it's kind of like an action rpg it is an action rpg uh but I'll call it an action RPG Metroidvania because you kind of have to pop around different parts of the map and come back and get things, come back with keys to open different gates. Uh, but then you also get to upgrade your character and some of his abilities. Uh, it is a beautiful game. Uh, it's a game that I, even though it's a top-down 2D RPG, I would consider it kind of like the PlayStation games where they're so pixely they're ugly unless it's in movement. Yeah. Um, but it's a game that you kind of you really have to see it or play it to understand what it's getting by but it leaves you in this weird it creates this atmosphere it has this music that should be beautiful but it's like dissonant and like every once in a while a note will be off or the the sound the effect on the sound of the music just kind of lets you go like something's off and it it fits that vibe it's like this you know kind of future where something's wrong and robots are controlling something and the world you know is not right and it it does a great job of conveying that and I had a great time with it cool Because I, yep. I, I, I 
I think I've loaded it, but I didn't play it very far. So maybe I need to jump on that on the PC and see if I... It's it's a game, if you don't enjoy games like Castlevania, where you try something over and over and over and over again until you figure out how to beat it, you're not going to like it. Okay. So, it what is, was that on Cody? Was that a Steam game, was it? Uh, it's on Steam as well. I played it on the Switch. Right. I, think, I think it's on every system at this point. <clears throat> yep. Uh, Tim, you got the... Uh, you got a little pickup here. Yeah, I did. But there's, 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 <laughs> yeah. kind, of, there's kind of a backstory to this. So right. anyway, uh, I'll show you the Commodore 128, which I think has been... Hang on. The massive Xbox was just about to fall on the floor. So anyway, I think you've seen this a, a couple of times anyway, but there's a nice shiny Commodore 128 that I recently acquired. Which is about um, six inches longer than it should be. Or six inches deeper than a than a modern Commodore sixty four the the revision. So what do they call that? The a C sixty four C. The the reason why I had to pick up that Commodore one two eight is rather embarrassing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a Commodore one two eight that was a slightly yellow, so I thought, okay, well, oh, I'm no. going to give this light brighting thing a try. Okay. So um, I don't know if you guys can see it, but up here in in my loft space, um, I have a Velux window. So it's on sort of like the pitch of the roof. Okay. So when you open the window up, it kind of like goes flat like that. So I thought, I know what would be a neat idea. I'm up here in the loft. Oh, it no. was a really warm and sunny day. Yeah. So I put the Commodore 128 on there. And I thought, I'll, I'll leave it on there for a while. It'll, it'll bake. And you forgot about it. Yeah, and I, I forgot. I forgot. No, 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 no. No, I, I forgot about it. And then it came. I think I was up, up here. Um, might have been playing something for the show or something like that. And uh, I, I, the window had been open all day. Didn't even think about it. And I finished up. And I think it must have been about half past 10, 11 o'clock at night or something like that. Finished up, went to close the window, push the window. And then I heard this. Shh, and oh, I was like, no. oh, no. <laughs> so the Commodore 128 went sliding down, <laughs> smash onto the roof, oh, <laughs> hit oh. the guttering and then smash onto my decking down <laughs> to oh, store down onto the house. So here we so, go. So how was it? <laughs> how did it do? It came out fine. Oh wow! So it's missing some broken one twenty eight. It's missing some things. Oh no! Look at that. Hey, it looks white though. It is very but you white. Know what? It's not. It's yellow. Oh okay. <laughs> but you know what? I've taken the board out of this. Okay. And the board is absolutely fine. The case is finished. Okay. Uh, okay. But the the board has gone in one of my other 128s, which I had a faulty board in. So that was okay. But I just had such a guilt trip. And I just thought, I've just got to find another 128. And I was really lucky. I found one for a very good, I think it was only about 40, 50 quid. So. Oh, jeez. How do you do this, though, so, Tim? That yeah, is a great that, that price. Was, that was a bargain. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, that, you know... Uh, there's a lesson to be learned for everyone there. Please don't retro bright uh, when you've got a Velux window in the loft. It's a very specific <laughs> set of circumstances, but yeah. we'll keep that in mind. 
That's hilarious. Keep, keep, your, keep, keep, your, keep your Commodores and things yellow. It's safer that way. <laughs> that is too funny. So All there right. we go. Cody, so you got, uh, what's, what's next? So you got a ZX81, didn't you? Nice. I, I still can't believe this. <laughs> so Why? I just have this obsession where, punishment, I just have this obsession where I just want to keep collecting computers and like, what else is out there? Yeah. And I went as far as to think like the Mattel Aquarius, which I've heard is awful. Um, I've got one of those. Do you? Um, yeah. And all kinds of things. And I'm like, well, let me just see. ZX81 shouldn't be very much. And, and so, first of all, uh, this is the computer before the Spectrum. That's right. Um, it comes with 1K of memory. 1K, Eric. Mm. Yeah. Um, and in, in America, this was sold as the Timex 1000, Yeah. if I remember correctly. So I saw, I was looking on there, and they're, even those, Tim, by the way, the Timex 1000s, go for like 100 bucks over here right now. Yeah. Like, everybody just wants old stuff regardless, including me. I'm part of the problem. Yeah. Um, so when I found this box, this is not a Timex. This is a Sinclair ZX81. That's the straight one from... It's the original. It's the original, yeah. but if you open this thing up, and I've got it in the box here in the, in the styrofoam... Um, Right here, it comes with a little manual. It says, ZX81 Assembly Instructions, U.S. version for UHF Channel 33. Wow. Very specific. So this is a... Channel 33. Gotta be Channel 33, UHF. So this is a kit that somebody had put together. Yeah. Now, I've never seen one of the... Again, another computer I haven't seen in the flesh. Eric, have you seen one of these in the flesh? I have, yeah. I I saw one back in the day, yeah. I knew they were small, but my goodness... Yeah, I saw the Timex Sinclair. It's called the Timex Sinclair 1000, the yep. TS 1000, and they were blow. I remember when they were blowing those out. Hey, Tim, to do a little flashback here. They were blowing those out at Woolworths for fifteen dollars. Wow! And I still <laughs> and I still decided I wanted to buy a Vic Twenty game instead. I, I think don't I, blame you. I think I did okay. <laughs> Probably made the right choice for once in your in your in your backlog. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I own it. This is it. I still have not taken the time to plug it in. Originally, because you told me specifically, these are things are not—they're worthless without the expansion. Yeah, which takes it from 1K to 16 times the power, Eric. 16 yeah, 16 whole kilobytes. 16 what times. What are you going to do with that power? I not know. an awful lot. <laughs> <laughs> you showed me a couple of games that did look legitimately fun, though. Um, yeah, to be fair, there are there are a few games out there, and some people have actually even recreated sort of like some of the newer games out on the ZX81. But yeah, I, I'm exactly the same as you. I had, I think I must have had about five or six of those at, at one stage in the 90s, and ended up chucking them all on eBay and um, realized I didn't have one. And then about probably about two years ago, I think it was, one came up on eBay locally, and I just. I, I just bought it. I think it was about 20, 20 pounds or something like that. Yeah. And I bought it and I've got it in the eaves of the loft over here. And you should try, you should try putting it out your window. Yeah. I, you should put it out the window <laughs> and then hold I the window. I'm to put that out the window rather than the Commodore 128. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, I've not even looked at it. It's just stayed in the polystyrene box and that's it. It's just yep. not, not gone anywhere. So I did go out and get a 16K RAM module. This one is a Timex Sinclair US version. It's part number is a Sinclair 1016. So. Again, that'll do the job. That'll do the job. I still haven't tried it though. So, anyways, 
that is all. What, what, uh, what was a common thing over here in the UK is that I don't know whether they solved it with the Timex one, but the uh, the ZX eighty one sixteen K RAM pack was famous <laughs> for if you even breathed on the on the ZX eighty one, it would reset the whole machine. Yeah. So you, people used <clears throat> to literally nail the things down. <laughs> Some someone <laughs> so told me. Move. Someone told me as soon as I bought this, they said. Uh, what did he tell me? He's like, Hope he, hopefully you also bought a large rubber band or something. I guess he used it to, like, strap it into the machine so it couldn't wiggle. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And the the worst thing, of course, is that a lot of the a lot of the stuff that you used to do back then was type in from magazines. So you'd spend hours and hours typing your program in, move the ZX81, and the whole lot was gone. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So, so Tim, good. the ZX, the Sinclair ZX line has improved since then. What have they done recently for you? So we now have the next, the second wave. <laughs> Kickstarted, right? Yeah. Kickstarted the ZX Spectrum next. Now I believe that both myself and Eric have both partaken That's, in the that is true. The Kickstarter, and there's four days yep. left, right? Three, yep. probably three now. Yeah. By the time the show airs, it'll it'll be long gone, unfortunately. But yeah. Um, when, when I when I wrote this last night, it was seventy one hours to go, and it had gone six times over its original funding. So it's now reached over one point five million pounds on the Kickstarter, yeah. which is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. So there's four thousand three hundred backers, and literally whilst I was just typing this, there was like another two or three that had just gone up on Kickstarter as well. <laughs> it's still absolutely crazy. This thing. Yeah, I'm um, I'm stoked because as a current Spectrum <coughs> Next owner, the more it gets out there, the more stuff will be made for this machine. Yeah. Uh, I think the first yeah. Kickstarter only hit. I should say only, but uh, it was roughly fifteen hundred. So yeah. this will quadruple the amount of necks out there. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. no, um, I'm lo- I'm looking forward but, to it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this probably gets to the one point one point six. I reckon maybe in the next next uh, seventy odd hours or so. So they on the uh, the the funding. So because it hit the 1.5 million, so it's reached all their current stretch goals. So you get uh, two megabytes of RAM included. Um, You get the color manual. Uh, There's going to be a new edition of Baggers in Space. Um, Now, interestingly, uh, Night Night, which is um, one of uh, Juan Martinez's games, um, that's going to be ported across to the next. Now, Juan is not doing that one. Yeah, he's um, not so doing the port. By, yeah, it's gonna gonna be done by someone else. That's gotta make um, him feel good though, because it's like my game is getting someone else wants to port the game for me. Like, yeah, exactly. it's important and enough that, to somebody else. Now yeah, I have played really the demo. Game, yeah, yeah, they have ported I, like got, the first level or two, which yeah. I have played on the next, and it feels just like the MSX. So they've done a good job on it. Good stuff. So there's an enhanced pie, I think, to go into the accelerated version. Uh, a new two-player baggers game whatever that's going to be. Um, and uh, the inline power switch was funded as well, Cody. Yes. So there's going to be a next branded inline power switch, which is obviously always a bugbear of any Spectrum owner. Although I do, um, I do but, have to say, at that point with that many sales and that much money, I mean, I'd be upset if they did it because I don't get one. But can't they just incorporate it 
a switch into the physical machine? Yeah. Why Why does it still have to be an inline switch? Why can't it be yeah, on that's, the machine? That's going to be a whole redesign, isn't it? I mean, there's, there's, there's obviously a long enough delay as it is. <laughs> we'll yeah. be waiting three years for them to do that. It's such a, <laughs> such a seemingly minor thing. That Plus, it's, it's so, a spectrum. I mean, it's a spectrum yeah. thing. It's I mean, spe- it doesn't have an on-off switch. It's authentic, yeah. isn't it? Well, yeah. they, it also got rid of the color clash. So who's complaining about that? But you can add it back in, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but but at least they originally the idea was they were going to go with the SID chip inside the next, weren't they? Yeah, I heard that. Uh, it was going to be a simulated SIM chip, but yeah, yeah. SID chip, yeah. 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 And uh, and the, the 1.5 million was a new version of Head Over Heels Yeah, is going to be done. Uh, which is an isometric 3D, really nice little game. I think that was that John Rittman, I think it was, wasn't it originally? Um, it was definitely know. isometric, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the next, I can't wait, but I've got to. Uh, we've got to, haven't we, Eric? I think it's looking like it might be, what is it, the first first bunch of the standard necks sold out in like a minute right uh, which was coming through in march and then i think the accelerated version we've got to wait till probably this time next year uh september october time yeah it's gonna be a bummer it would be nice it's a if long they way. could get it going a bit quicker but um yeah. anyway i'm i'm stoked that i've got one yeah coming so that's that's all good news yep so yeah uh, that's the next what's next what's next is eric and i are dry on beer again oh my goodness, what keeps happening over here? Let's share this one. Another Tim special. The Bulldog IPA. You want to do that? Sure. Pour that. Eric loves his IPAs. Do we have another, do we have oh, another yeah. frosty glass, or is that it? That's it. I think we're, that's it. All right. Bulldog IPA. And, uh, and with the lion's share, you can take, you can, I mean, with the IPA, you can take the lion's share of that one. <laughs> that's like <laughs> sipping on your water. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pour this thing. I do have to drive home, so I'm uh, going to take it easy. That's so this very, was one I sent you guys in. very professional of you. What would you say? Very professional of you, Tim, Thank uh, you. Eric. Yeah, yeah. So this is one I sent you guys in from one of my beer boxes that turns up once a month. Yep, absolutely. Um, beer 52. This came um, along with the Panty Ale. Yep, so I think these are all beers from the Netherlands, aren't they? These ones? Frontal Bulldog IPA alcohol 6.0. Um, doesn't really say. Yeah. Pic- the picture looks really Netherlandy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's say it is. <laughs> We're going to roll with that. Che- oh, hold on. Let me get my. Mm, and Tim with his coffee. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Now, is it nutty? It's got. Or is it fruity? No. That is different. Poppy. That's it's different. smooth though. It's smooth. Like most, I, a lot of IPAs, I think are too hoppy. But this one, it has more of the floral kind of smell to it. Yeah, yeah. Almost like a regular pale ale, but it's not super hoppy like most I India pale ales. A lot ales. of aromatic hops. Yeah. Smooth. Hmm. Now it's this, it. It's got a, like a bite without a lot of. It's got. I sound like such a. <laughs> it's got like a mouthfeel to it, but it doesn't have a lot of flavor. But it's got a lot of. I'm tasting a lot, like a lot of yeast, and it's got a bite. Yeah, I, I agree with the yeast. I don't. I mean, I think it does have a lot of flavor. So it's it's got got a got a good IPA flavor profile then. 
I don't know. It doesn't taste like an IPA to me. No, I, I agree with Cody there. It tastes more like a pale ale, but not an India pale ale. Mm. It's more more of the pale ale, kind of like the fat tire kind of. Hmm. It, it actually tastes very similar to fat tire. Hmm. All right. So that, what, what are you going to rate that then? I don't know how to rate that. Well, you pick our scale, Tim. It's, 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 a, it's a bulldog. It's a bulldog? Um, Okay, let, let, let's go with uh, 60 pooper scoopers. <laughs> 60 pooper scoopers. Say <laughs> mm. 43. Boom. There you go. Boom. Done. 44 average. We'll there you go. The, we'll take Drop the mean the average. Yeah. Boom. 44. Okay. Not- All right. Tim, go ahead and rock this next one for us. We already yeah. did mention this in the news to a point, but if you want to expound upon that. Yep. So Jetpack RX is a a reboot or a re a rehash or whatever of the amazing Jetpack on the ZX Spectrum. So this is done by um, a guy called Happy Coding. Uh, you oh, can Happy find Coding. Him on YouTube and Twitter as Happy Coding. Um and this is a, uh, I think we've gone through it before, but um, uh, it, they, he's changed Jetpack just enough. <laughs> just yes. to freshen it like up. It. Yeah, fre- freshened it up. So he's, he's got some nice nice touches in there, um, some Fresh. new little animations, uh, some new collectibles. So uh, um, a lot of it is following along sort of like the ultimate theme. Um, freshen my so, yeah. game, Governor. Freshen your game. Fresh in my game, Governor. Um, so yeah, this is this is a good one. And he picked up on Twitter that we were obviously playing this on the show he and did, doing bits yeah. and pieces with it. And very, very kindly kindly sent us a preview of the 128 version. Absolutely. So it is got the uh so it runs a bit faster, which is really nice. And it also makes use of the AY sound chip on the spectrum. Uh, so we've got some nice little sort of like and plink and plonk sound effects. I, th- I think it sounds probably more like the Atari ST version of Jetpack. It, yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't sound like an AY chip per se, but it also doesn't sound like a 48K spec. He kind of did his own unique thing with it. Yeah, um, I, th- I think it's uh, touching on that. He's trying to get the the Williams arcade feel into it, so yeah. like the Defender style. Yep. Um, so I, I kind of like that. Yeah. One thing that really did strike me, and I, th- I think it was actually inadvertent because he hadn't put the sound effect in for it yet, but when the smart bomb goes off on the 128 version, it's kind of like just deadens all the sound. And like the, on Defender, when you do the smart bomb, it kind of like deadens the sound first and then... Yeah. You yeah. get that explosion. So loud, get that feel so loud it goes silent. It's like an implosion. Yeah. Like, because yeah. the implosion exactly, causes the sound yeah. to come in. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And it also did yeah. add a, some particle effects, too. The, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really, yeah. really neat. So, so, yeah, we're loving that. So, um, yeah, thank you very much to Alan, who is happy coding. Um, and we're doing a little and, uh, in, internal pixel guide and high score challenge on that. Yeah. Which I made sure to and, just uh, eke higher than Tim. Just... <laughs> 
eked it out. And I got too busy. I like couldn't revisit it, but I, I want to. Well, it's not done yet. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's not done yet. We'll, we'll, we'll be back on that. We've obviously had the show to catch up on recently, but yeah, I'll, I'll be back up on that. So yeah, that's really good. So I'd recommend, uh, if you, if you're a fan of Jetpack, um, it, it's pro, I did say to Alan, uh, happy coding, you know, it, it was a bit of a touchy game to to really choose to do a reboot on because it is such a class spectrum it's classic. It's a bit touchy. Yeah, a bit touchy. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, re- reboot something like that, but I think he did a, a really good job. So, um, yeah, well done. Um, before, before you get to that, la- yeah, let me give you applause there. Before you get to the last item on there, Tim, real quick, I had a couple things I wanted to say. Um, first of all, I did order and receive an Ouya. Yeah. Um, Haven't had time In to... the box, it still has the big sticker that says, thank you for believing. Yeah. After the fact. It, it doesn't say that part, but no. it should say after the fact. So I got my brand new controller and my Ouya in there, and uh, kind of like uh, Gakagami and Eric talked about and already did, they went ahead and uh, cracked this thing open and... yeah. And uh, I'm, I plan to do that. Modded up the wazoo. Modded up the ouya. Up the wazoo. And then I also, Eric, do you notice anything new in the room? Um. Oh, you really don't? Okay. Uh, I added an entire shelf up there. That's right. You should. You mentioned that to me. That's an entire new shelf because I literally got to the point where all the shelves that take up that entire wall were not enough to hold all my crap. All your crap, yeah. So <laughs> I added a shelf up there and put all my boxed stuff up there. My the C sixty four, my Spectrum box that Tim helped me with, my ColecoVision flashback, my Intellivision flash, a bunch of stuff, and then I also added these little mini shelves that are now holding my mini consoles. Yeah, I have, to, I have a couple more to add up there. It looks good. I created room so I can put more crap in my room, which is, I mean, at this point, literally, my wife honestly is worried about the weight capacity of the floor. Yeah, that's a legitimate concern. I don't know if it is, but she thinks it is. And I keep telling her that's ridiculous, but now I'm starting to be like, wait, is it ridiculous? You should go down downstairs and put, like, steel beams. Yeah, I think she would appreciate the, that. Hold up the joy, like, joist it up. Yeah. C- Cody, why is... Want some solid RSJs there to hold that lot up. Yeah. Why is there a three-inch uh, pipe in the middle of our kitchen? Because I care about your safety, my love. Put a big Roman <laughs> column down there. Oh, no, that would be classy. Yeah, that would be classy. A marble beam. <laughs> It's, it's either that or just say, well, if you're that concerned about it, I'll move it all downstairs into the living room. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> now that, now that is a Bobby Dazzler. Yeah, exactly. All right, you got the last topic here, Tim. Yep. So I am wearing one of these very t-shirts. Yes, I so see that. Friend, friend, friend of me and friend of the show, Vicky La yeah. Pixel Vixen on Twitter, and obviously on the YouTube's has uh, designed some lovely, lovely pixel art um, T-shirts and other uh, retro uh, memorabilia. So she's done some hand-drawn designs of the Amiga 500, the SNES or Super Nintendo or Super Famicom, as she's actually modeled that on because she's still over in Japan, and the Mega Drive. So she's got some lovely designs that she's created. You can get those on her Redbubble site, and you can also get them on Amazon UK, US, and Germany. Oh, the US Um, one, huh? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I've got the Amiga one. I've also got the Super Nintendo one. I didn't get a chance to get the Mega Drive one because it wasn't finished at the time. So she was still doing that. But I believe that design is now up there. So, yes, 
really really cool love these t-shirts good stuff wicked awesome cool do you get your everdrive yet tim are your evercade i'm sorry do you get your evercade yet i ordered it last did you really (laughs) yeah nice (laughs) nice and i was expecting to have a nice big shiny box here but it didn't turn up yesterday because they said it was in stock i paid the extra to get the delivery from fun stock so you know come on fun stock get your delivery sorted out guys are they pretty good Um, typically um, to be honest i've never never ordered them from them before um but um yeah i i bought the the bundle so it's uh the uh the evercade and all the 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 big load of games yeah it hasn't turned up yet so i'm hoping it will turn up today but yeah i'm gutted because i wanted it to be a nice little surprise to open up on the show but no didn't turn up yet nay oh i'm hit the button hold on trombone um yeah we we were talking about the evercade a little bit before the uh before the show here but it was a, it was a quick question quick questions um i believe that is a show do we yeah. have any last thoughts here or I, i'm i'm good I think we did good time. Tim, Tim, you weren't able to join us on the battle primarily because you did not own one of the systems we played. Yeah, and I'm quite gutted about that because I've watched a few videos of Sin and Punishment and that looked really, really good. I think, I, personally, I played, I paid Pan's Dragoon, uh, Zvi. Zvi. And uh, that, that, was, that was good. I like that. It's not too bad. Um, but I think Sin and Punishment was probably more up my uh, more up my alley or street. Um, uh, so yeah, when I when I get my N sixty four EverDrive eventually, I will be giving that one a go. So it does look good. But I could have probably emulated it, but I don't think that you can't really emulate the the pad, can you? N sixty four is a pad. yeah, it's a hard one. N sixty four is not a not a good one to emulate anyway. It's not. It's kind of glitchy, right. and plus Sin and Punishment kind of pushed the boundaries of the n64 and its controller (laughs) and its controller so yeah Yeah, i I was quite quite surprised because i'd never even seen that one before so when i looked at it on the on the videos i thought wow that looks really cool for an n64 spoiler alert spoiler alert for you we both games were rated very highly by us yeah but we won't tell you which one we picked we're gonna let that surprise you you'll have to listen (laughs) the results may surprise you Mm. <laughs> shocking so what, shocking revelation so what, shocking what about the next show we know that we've got i've got some some good and some really bad games to play i'm excited about that that's fun yeah that's fun that's a good call yeah uh, um so we've we're gonna do a battle of systems and six good games yeah. uh i i suggest we which we usually forget to mention this or forget to deal with this but mm-hmm. it's october next month yeah and any good show worth its salt is going to be topical and pick, like, haunted horror whatever games, right? Sure. So no, I'm- not Pixel Gaiden. We're, we're, we're going to go with uh, so Christmas we- games. <laughs> so- exactly. <laughs> so we're going to go with underwater ocean games. No. Um, we've had this on the list for the while. I submit that we finally do zombie games. For six good games? Six good zombie games. I would love that. That'd be great. All right. Six good zombie games. Are yeah. there six good zombie games? You will find out <laughs> on the October episodes of Pixel Guide End. Do you have any ideas, Tim, for a battle? Do you have something in mind? I feel like you do. I feel like, I feel the wheels are turning. Uh, well, uh, well, no, I'm keen to do the snowboarders because that was kind of like my one anyway, wasn't it? I think. Okay, well, we're leading. I, I, we're, 
We're leading yeah. into winter. We can do the snowboarder games. Yeah. Snowboarder, sure, yeah. but what two? If you miss our conversation, then I am so sorry. Maybe uh, sign up for our $20 Patreon amount and you can hear our mindless exactly. babble of trying to figure out what we're picking. Um, it is Dreamcast Snow Surfers or Rip and Riders, as we know in America, versus SSX Tricky on the PlayStation 2. Cool. As we head into winter, which is weird to say because it was 106 here today. In Southern California, it hit 121 in Woodland Hills. 121, Eric. That's crazy. Crazy temperatures. What did you hit there in England today? Uh, five. <laughs> is that, no, it's, that's it's Celsius not for like 90, moment. right? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think uh, probably here at the moment we're getting uh, around about 18, 19 Celsius. It's going to warm up a little bit more next week, but uh, not, not an awful lot. We're, we're pretty much done with summer now. Crazy. Well, good news here is we've got most of the previous fires handled, and now we've got new ones. So that's cool. Yeah. This- yeah. So the air quality, not only is COVID here, but the air quality is so bad you can't go outside. So now you really are prison inside your own home. And, but it is neat because the uh, the color, the light coming in from the windows leaves like red on my wall. Yeah. Which is neat because of all the smoke. Yeah. But we're having fun in 2020. Crazy stuff. I did notice I did notice that um, on PlayStation 4 and, and Switch, they're already discounting NBA 2K 2020 to like $6. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, I'm done with the NBA this year. I'm done with this year in general. We're moving on. 2021, let's go. All right, guys. All right. That's the show. I feel like we didn't talk to Tim enough because you didn't get to join us in the battle this time, but... That's all right. Nice always to, next time. Nice to stop by. Yeah. Thanks for tea time. It's always better Good with you, you Tim. Guys. Always better with you, Tim. It's always better. All right. Cool. Do you want to take us out, Tim? And remember, it's... It's, it's dangerous, dangerous to go alone. <laughs> Thank you again for listening. You can find episode information and show notes online at pixelguiden.com. Please follow us on Twitter at pixel underscore guiden. And you can also follow Eric at the project. That's D-U-H project. You can also follow Cody on Twitter at oddball49. That's O-D-D-B-A-1149. You can reach Tim Drew as well on Twitter at sanction. That's S-A-N-X-I-O-N. If you are interested in supporting the show financially, please join us at our Patreon account. That's patreon.com forward slash pixelguiden. Please leave a review to help get our podcast listed higher up on the show rankings. We would also love to hear from you with any comments or input. So hit us up on our email at podcast at pixelguiden.com. <laughs>